You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Healthnetics. Do you have nagging aches and pains from your younger, more athletic days? Healthnetics CBD is a premium brand CBD that may help take care of aches and pains, as well as relieve anxiety and sleeplessness. Healthnetics products are all natural, THC-free, made in the USA, and undergo third-party lab testing to ensure quality and purity. All CBD is not the same. Order today with a money-back guarantee at healthnetics.com and use promo code SPORTS for 20% off. back. It's episode 33 of Eurobash, and me and Noel McGrath are firmly in the house. How are you, big man? Good, yeah, not too bad. Yourself? He's just handling that old mixing board over there like an old Judge Jules back in the day, in the height of his prime. Pro, Petey. A pro. That's what we call them, pros. Well used to this shizzle. What's well, going on? Good well, weekend? a good weekend, but I have a bit of an announcement to make here, Noel. What, another one? I know. There's so many announcements. <laughs> Another one, but, um, sure. From now on, MMA Fighting is going to be bringing you all of the podcasts under one banner. You can now get all of the podcasts. That begins with the MMA Hour on Monday with my good man Danny and my good man Luke. And it goes to us on Tuesday with Eurobash. The A-Side with Sean Alshadi on Wednesdays. And I believe the MMA Beat on Thursdays. And you can get all of these on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get them. Uh, under the MMA fighting banner so we'll have a new episode out for most days of the week and who knows maybe we'll add one again in the future Whoa. but uh, finally I know you guys have been asking for a long long time um, so you can now get the podcast on iTunes Spotify and all those good we, places we won't have to be um, tweeting back about 20 times rage tweet Tuesday morning rage tweeting listen it's not up to me exactly <laughs> exactly but uh, no glad that we can finally get that out to you guys Um Noel, how are you? I just want to say I'm sorry about what happened at the Manchester United match, okay? <sighs> it, it it didn't go well and, and I was thinking of you. It's a bad week, bad couple of weeks, bad, you know, bad season. I just wanted the season to end now in France. It was, uh, it was a one-all draw with Chelsea. Uh, they took the lead. United usually win when they take the lead and there was a horrific blunder from David De Gea. Yeah, it was bad, it was bad. And I think when you know De Gea is having such bad form as he is recently that you're in trouble and was very much the case and listen I, I think they they started very well but you know they they faded off it was a bit of a spineless display in the second half well there you go well look I know what's going to cheer you up some MMA news yeah, some wait. headlines Noel <laughs> you don't get enough of them at all in your day to day no, life no. well let's start where where it all happened on Saturday night uh, Mr. Jack Hermanson um, you and me were saying this, this looked like a time where he could step up to the plate and he absolutely did it was a masterclass he looked absolutely unbelievable Brilliant, he yeah. was relentless 
Um, you know, we'll talk about it more later on, but um, you know, he, he was brilliant, wasn't he? Yeah, I think you used the word there, and we used it off air. Relentless. Um, we saw everything we thought we would see from him, especially as we set up against the cage. For the- like a middleweight Peter Yan. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, he was. He literally was. And um, you know the the takedowns, you know the guillotine attempt in the first. It was a dominant five round victory, and you could see the emotion afterwards. Obviously, it was that big breakthrough fight, and now I think, you know, no one's gonna want to get in there with the Joker. And uh, you know, at one point he probably could even finish the fight two points. Uh, I think um, in the first two rounds, but it was it was a dominant display. And I think as for Jacare, we, we'll talk to it a bit later on. I think you know it was the perfect time to get Jacare. I think Jacare's on a on a downward slope now you know 39 years of age not getting any younger absolutely uh mike perry called for a fight with darren till after his uh, memorable fight with uh, uh, alex cowboy um there seems to be mixed emotions on this like i mean if, I if, Dar- time. if darren's staying at 170 i think it's the fight to make though possibly I, I, yeah Are you more against it because I, th- I think you- more for mike so than darren um i think you know we've talked about it a lot i think it's time for darren to take some time off till possibly you know, the last quarter of this year, then get back in there at £185. I think he needs to move up now and not kill his body anymore because eventually he's going to have to make the move up. And, and that's going to be really what happens here. I, I think if he does stay at 170, that's a fight that UFC will probably make because I felt like they didn't make it before and they were kicking themselves. Like, why didn't we actually do this? You know? Yeah, yeah, they could have done it that time, but th- but then the lads went training with each other, killed, killed it spa. off a bit and yeah, all that sort of stuff. And but you know, another stupid call out from uh, from Mike Perry. I thought afterwards was was Colby Covington. Like that that fight is just not happening. Like what what a, like some of these guys like they need to be more ill advised in what they're doing. You know, better advised when, even. Or, sorry, yeah, better advised. Um, when they're getting on the microphone, you know, plan out things beforehand. Have a little thing in their mind. You know, Darren maybe was an okay call out, but still, I think Darren's gone to eighty five. I think you have to have something definite. Plan it out. Map it out. Get some interest from the public. Um. And I just don't think really either of those fights are going to happen. The Colby one was just just stupid. Like, what? what I didn't even hear that until you said it. Yeah, that's a bit mad. Um, UFC two four two was going to take place in Abu Dhabi on September seventh. We talked about this uh, for, for many weeks now. Uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov obviously going to be fight, uh, fighting uh, that night. Well, that's the word. Yeah, well, that was the date we yeah. and, heard about, and Abu Dhabi makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, pay per view. Yeah, and uh, of course, um, Justin Poirier see has tweeted. Uh, location sent. Who right now do you feel will be taken? Well, well it sounds Khabib? like it is Dustin. I think it should be. You know, it if we're going well, to play by the rules Ferguson, of interim titles now. Well, no, we never do. So, uh, listen, you, you don't know. Dustin's pulled out of fights in the past before as well. The Nate Diaz one, we didn't really get much answers to why he pulled out of that. Um, you know, I'm sure Mr. McGregor will be on standby at some point. I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those were two weeks before Ron McGregor steps in to fight Habib. Um, Listen, it probably is going to be Poirier at the moment, the way from what we're hearing and what's been said um, from both sort of parties. Yeah, it, it probably will be Dustin. Listen, you know how I feel about interim belts. I'm not going to get into this again. Loves them. Last Loves week, them. fucking hate them. If there is a number one contender, we all know it, who it is. Um, it is Mr. Ferguson. I don't care what anyone says. Um, I know he's he's out and he, he's due back. But yeah, it is. It's going to be Dustin I, at, at the moment. I but, think uh, Dana White actually said in the post-fight Paris conference that he doesn't think that Tony's ready to come back just yet. And we, we kind of said that. Yeah, that was it's probably the last quarter of the year. Yeah, um, which we'll September would be, well, October, November. Yeah, yeah, I would have thought around then. But, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's an interesting one. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, though. But I think Habib will go through, Dustin, um, like he would most guys. Uh, <laughs> you're sort of grinning at me there. But listen, 
how can you back against? Habib? Yeah, oh no, you can't. You can't. I mean, he's definitely going to be the favorite. Um, maybe we'll, maybe I shouldn't say go through. You know, I think he's he'll, he's going to beat him. So he'll go through. I mean, yeah. he'll beat him. Yeah. Um, Saladin Parnas becomes the interim KSW featherweight champion. What a talent that guy is! Absolutely amazing performance against Osmanski, um in Lublin, Poland at the weekend. There, great card. We'll talk about KSW again uh, later on. Jack Shore defends his Cage Warriors title with a third round submission of Scott Malone. What a performance! Oh my god! And you know, we we say it till we're blue in the face, and we'll hear from Jack later on. But he does just get better and better every single time. And you can see the strategy play out in front of your eyes. What what he told us last week is yeah. what happened in the fight. But the amazing thing is the comfort in which he does it. Yeah. The adversity. <laughs> and you're just going. Like, it's just he just doesn't care. He was up against the cage. A little bit of early adversity, I think. Two takedowns, you can uh, see this. Malone, yeah. Well, he's a U- European-level judoka he's yeah. up against, you know. And just swinging elbows, cool as a breeze, banging them off Malone's head. And, it, like, Malone looked absolutely knackered going into that third. He was night. brilliant in the first, though. He was. He was really good. But 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 look how, how calm yeah, I know. Jack was. It's crazy. It's just like, I think I, I, you I, throw at me, I'm going to... In, you know, it doesn't matter. It's in like the a midst, learning process. It's brilliant. In Watch. the midst of all those uh, those takedown attempts from Scott Malone, the thing that showed me how comfortable Jack Shaw was, he tried to throw him himself. He tried to throw this, you know, Commonwealth judoka. He tried a little uh, foot sweep on him. Like, you're like, yeah, he, he uh, doesn't give a, yeah, he, doesn't he's, give a shit. You know, he's going it, for it. It's just, it's just the comfort in which he looks in there. Yeah. And I think when you have a guy that that's that calm as well, that always sort of works out for a mixed martial artist. They'll kick on to do. They'll be able to deal with the pressure. And I think I think he's ready for the UFC now. Reigning Eurobash champion, like I mean, yeah, five on. times now, but five two times. ahead of everyone else. It's crazy, but uh, and also just as uh, Jack Shaw was doing his post-fight um, interview when he was kind of saying, you know, he thinks he's ready for the step up, as he told us. Um, Cage Warriors announced a, a return date in Cardiff on October twelfth, and on the poster is Jack Shaw will be defending his title now. We did speak to Jack. He's going to shed some light on yeah. this earlier. It's not an affront in any way to him, but I guess from what Jack says, and you'll hear later, is if the UFC don't come calling, he will defend his title on that. Yeah, way. I think it's boiling, uh, you know, playing up to his assets here now. And, uh, <laughs> like, let's be honest, man. You know, get as much money for these guys as you can. Yeah. Uh, get a bigger contract as possible. And there's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. Do and it look, all day. the Welsh went 7-0 and on that card, yeah. in the professional card. It's not like they're going to have nobody to put on that card. 100%. Mason Jones, fantastic in the co-main event. Uh, Corey McKenna, the, the yeah. teenage terror, yeah. as I call her, was uh, got back to winning ways. They have a conveyor belt of talent there. Um, KSW announced a German show as well during their broadcast. I don't have the day here in front of me. And I saw that Martin Lewandowski also suggested that they could be on their way to Croatia or Serbia. When you look at uh, the guys they have there from Croatia, Saldic, um, no there's lots of guys. I mean, they can do that. And it's a good place to move into. That seems to be like some untapped um, talent source there. And, and look, from the guys that they're getting from Croatia and Serbia on the KSW cards, I'd love to see that. And I think it's a great idea. Um, yeah, they're, they're pretty much... We're, we're going to be touching on a lot of these things later on in the podcast. But uh, And just just uh, on last week's podcast, a lot of people got on to me about the, the Martin McGrain interview, uh, Michael McGrain interview. Why do I keep on calling Martin? Um, you know, he, he kind of gave us an interview and he was, he was very... Um, he was full of praise when it came to Conor McGregor. And then, obviously, an interview showed up on TMZ uh, where he said, you know, I, I saw countless tabloid papers pick it up over here. Where it's kind very, of, total, total tabloid misquote. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it was a misquote, but I think he was having a bit of fun with it and yeah. it was taken the wrong way. Yeah, um, I know for a fact that Michael has been training with Conor McGregor this week at Crumlin Boxing Gym. There's definitely no ill will there. Yeah, 100%. Um, just thought I'd clear that up. And, lads, we have a bit of an announcement here for our first guest of the day. We told you as we get him. We told you we get him and we got him. Mr. Yeah. 
He was absolutely brilliant. Mr. Peter Yan, the Siberian gangster pop boy with the main man in management, Syat. Uh, he works with Danny Rubenstein and we've been trying to get this for a long, long time. And let me tell you, that man delivered and <laughs> <laughs> he delivered to the nth degree. You have plenty, uh, plenty of articles be coming out of this interview. Um, uh, thank you so much to Syat. He, he's been great for me to keep in touch with Peter. And um, yeah, just delighted to have him on the show. We got his thoughts on John Lineker's fight. You're the man who he's been targeting since he since he pretty much started in the UFC and uh, we got him to look at UFC 238 where not only the bantamweight title will be decided but Aljamain Sterling's fight in Pedro Munoz and of course Peter Yan will be taking on Jimmy Rivera lots of lots of huge bantamweight fights taking place that night so we'll leave you with Peter uh, myself and Syed and we'll be back to you guys in about 15 MMAfighting.com and it's finally happening. We are finally joined by the Siberian gangster, Mr. No Mercy himself, Peter Yan. And I want to take this opportunity to say thank you very much to Syat here, who has helped us keep uh, our toys with uh, Peter since he's been signed with the UFC. And he is going to help us with the translation today. So thank you very much, Syat. Yes, thank you for having us. Oh, always a pleasure. Uh, ever since the first time I spoke to Peter on the phone, I, I said this would make a great podcast because uh, he's a very funny man, as as you know, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I've got to ask, right? my first question, um, I know Peter is very confident. I know he knew all about his ability for a long time, but... To be on the verge of getting five wins in a year with the UFC, did he expect it to be this smooth? Did he expect him to climb the rankings this quickly? Он говорит, знаешь, что ты очень уверен в себе, но ты говорит за короткий срок за восемь месяцев одержал четыре победы, ожидал ли ты, что все пройдет так гладко и ты так высоко поднимешься? Нет, я не ожидал, что я так, ну, все так быстро пройдет, но то, что я уверен в своих силах, я и по сей день уверен, что я могу дойти до пояса, в принципе, без особых проблем. Yeah, like, uh, I didn't expect that it's gonna happen so quick, but I'm still confident in my abilities, and I believe I can get to the title without much problems. Yes, yes, and I, and I think it, it is looking that way for a lot of people at the moment, but I mean, was was it his plan to be this active? Was there any time where he was like, "Wow, these guys want to want me to fight again"? This is crazy because his activity is is really really amazing. Планировал ли ты быть таким активным, или в какой-то момент ты подумал, блин, это какое-то сумасшествие, слишком быстро все происходит, типа они опять хотят, чтобы я подрался? Я не думал так, что это какое-то сумасшествие, просто у меня менеджер сумасшедший, все, а я что? Я зарабатываю деньги, вот, зарабатываю себе на, на жизнь. Я люблю свое дело, братан. I didn't think it was crazy. Just my my manager is crazy. You know? <laughs> my 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 job my job is uh, to fight. You know, make money. You know, I love my job. I love what I do. So that's it. Yes, and we know that he, he has been um, given that new UFC contract, which of course was a uh, very very warranted, but um. You know, after that Dodson win, I think everybody realized that if he can beat John Dodson, he can compete at the very top of this division. But how happy was he with the Jimmy Rivera matchup? Is this the kind of opponent he was looking for? Does he believe that a win over Rivera opens up uh, the championship, 
his uh, his part to the championship. Насколько ты доволен тем, что тебе дали сейчас Джимми Рувера как соперника? Считаешь ли ты, что победа над ним тебе откроет путь к бою за титул? Ну, я очень рад, что мне дали такого соперника выше меня в рейтингах. Это очень серьезно. Вот. Я не думаю, что победа над ним откроет мне ну, титул, но я думаю, что она меня будет приближать все ближе и ближе. Yeah, I'm very happy that they gave me Jimmy because he's uh, ranked higher than me. Pretty serious opponent. And I don't think like this win gonna get me the title shot, but I'm sure this win gonna get me closer to the title contention. A lot of people felt that Jimmy didn't look the same as he had previously when he fought, I believe it was Aljamain Sterling last time. Did he feel that maybe that was a bit of a flat performance from Jimmy? Я, да, я посмотрел этот бой, в принципе, он все показал, потому что от соперника тоже многое зависит, дает ли он тебе, насколько поработает. Но я думаю, что я посмотрел его бой с Додсоном и со Стерлингом, в принципе, что там, что там, одинаково, в принципе, работал. So, uh, I saw his fight with Sterling and with John Dodson, and uh, I don't believe, like, Uh, he didn't show up. He he just uh, showed his level, and uh, it also depends on what his opponent did. Like Aljamain did a good job mm. in stopping him, and uh, Peter don't think it was like fluff performance. It was his uh, ordinary performance. Right, right. So I mean, he must feel his speed is going to be a huge advantage here because, as we know, Peter is relentless when he's in there. I don't think uh, we've seen a bantamweight fight with this kind of style a lot in the US. He must be very confident. I don't think like the speed will be the key factor. I think like uh, the key factors will be my technique and uh, my fight IQ, you know, decision I make in the octagon. Yeah, you don't need to be fast in this fight. You just have to do the right thing at the right time, you know. Mm. Just uh, that's what I'm preparing for him you have to hit him hard you know at the right times with with tj out of the picture obviously we know that the the title is on the line that night but does he think that wins mean a lot more when the champion is gone like you know the matchmakers are watching these fights and kind of thinking about who could be next in line does he feel like a win is is even bigger now um with with the champion being uh, va- with the championship being vacated and to be decided that night uh, Учитывая, что Тиджи дисквалифицирован на два года и сейчас нет чемпиона в этом дивизионе, и вот именно на том турнире, где ты будешь драться, как раз будет определяться новый чемпион. Такая ситуация, это играет ли тебе на руку она в твоих как бы, надеждах на то, чтобы побороться за титул? Да, она играет мне на руку, так как там будет драться опять же Стерлинг, Спидрита и мой бой с Джимми. Я думаю, что Yeah, I'm glad that. <laughs> I can already hear him yeah, laughing. 
yeah uh, and he said like i'm glad that the uh, situation is like it is right now like a uh, new champion will be crowned the same the same night i'll be fighting also Aljamain will be fighting pedrito on that night mm. so uh, he's sure like matchmakers will watch closely and it will help him you know to get title line for sure was he surprised to hear about TJ? We've heard a lot of reactions about this, and obviously guys who used to train with him, a lot of them have said they weren't very surprised. Was was he surprised? Did he ever have any doubts about TJ? He's like, uh, I don't give a fuck about DJ. Like, I don't care what he does, what he did, you know. Uh, I don't give a fuck about him. <laughs> and if his team wasn't surprised that he got caught, you know, they're idiots because they knew everything, you know, and you know, who knows what they're doing themselves. <laughs> Do you think two years is long enough? Does he does he think that was a, a long enough ban? Or, you know, some people think that this should be a lifetime ban. No, I think lifetime is too much. Like two years is what has been a standard in UFC. Mm. So I think two years is going to be it's going to be a long two years for him anyway. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I was watching John Lineker and and Corey Sandhagen last night, and I was wondering how Peter felt about that. I mean, has he watched um has he watched that fight? Because I know the Lineker fight was one he wanted for a long time. Is, is does he still want the fight after John has lost now to Corey? Вот смотрел ли ты бой Линикера, что ты об этом бою думаешь, ты очень долго хотел с Лиником подраться, хочешь ли ты с ним все еще подраться, то он проиграл, после того, он проиграл. Да, я посмотрел бой, да, если он будет выше меня в рейтинге, я хотел бы с ним подраться, если он будет ниже меня, ну, не очень бы хотел с ним драться, если, конечно, так скажет, ну, что так надо, тогда подеремся, что, вот так у него голова больше, блядь, чем он сам, по нему там грех не попадать. If somehow he'll be still ranked higher than me, then I can I can fight him, you know. But if he's gonna be ranked lower than me, like I don't I don't I don't see the any interest in fighting him. But if that's a fight that you see will want and if this fight will bring me closer to the title, I will take this fight, you know. His head is bigger than his body and it's hard not to hit him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, his large head and, you know, his white punches, you know, it's like an easy matchup for me. <laughs> and uh, does, what does he think of uh, Sandhagen? Does he think he will be uh, a fixture at the top of the division? Because I know Peter plans to be at the at the top of this division for a long, long time. What do you think about his opponent, Corey Sandhagen? Do you think he's going to be in the top for a long time? Do you plan to be in the top for a long time? Он, у него база какая-то ударная, вижу, что это технически, да, он чувствительный, все, но у него вот эта еще любительская тема, вот он попал тысячу ударов, бля, ни разу его не потряс практически, плюс отдал 
отдает борьбу, я вижу, что там этот там, ноги не заправился, бы ноги заправил, мог бы его задушить, там, в принципе, и, там свалился. Вот, а так, в принципе, ну, технически я не думаю, что он там, может быть, наберет, он, не знаю, может, первый раз в жизни увидел. А так я хотел бы его разъебать, нахуй. Have a good striking base, but I can see like yeah, I can see he's like still like fights like an amateur, you know, he landed uh, hundreds and hundreds of punches and never like put uh, Lineker in trouble in real trouble so the, scoring he's, points rather than hitting too hard. yeah, he's like a point fighter, and uh, he's like uh Peter sees the holes in his uh, wrestling and grappling too, and uh, yeah, he would like to. Fuck him up in the future too. <laughs> um, just you know, we talked about the. Uh, it's nearly like what a. You, what your smile, brother? What your smile? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting afraid now. I'm getting too afraid from here. <laughs> But um... <laughs> no problem, brother. No problem. Relax. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I I gotta ask him about the tournament. We talked about. Uh, you know, he's fighting, and so is Aljamain, and. Um, Aljamain's fighting um, Pedrito, and obviously then we have at the very top Marlon Moraes and Henry Cejudo. What does he think of these fights? Who does he think is going to come away with the win? We know he is picking himself to beat Jimmy, but between Pedro and Aljamain, uh, what's what does he what does he think will happen? And Henry and Marlon. What do you think? Who will win in these fights? Henry against Marlon and Pedro against Aljamain. I think that Marlon. Хенри 50 на 50, вот, не знаю, мне кажется, если Марлон навяжет ему вот этот бой продлится больше двух там раундов, мне кажется, Марлон его выиграет. А если, не знаю, короче, мне кажется, такой бой спорный, конечно, посмотрим, как Гендер себя поведет тоже. А по поводу, мне кажется, Стерлинг выиграет. Вот. So Marlon and Henry fight is pretty pretty even. I think it's fifty fifty. Uh, I think in the earlier rounds Henry have uh, more chances to win, and if fights go longer, I think Marlon have a advantage. Uh, and uh, Pedro and uh, Aljamain, I think Aljamain is a favorite, but it's also hard 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 to guess. Right, right. And um, you know, I, I know I've asked Peter about this before. But, you know, I, I can't, I always try to tell people, the only loss of his career is quite controversial. Um, I spoke to a judge who worked with ACB at the time, and he told me that this fight should have been a draw, a majority draw, not a, a, a decision loss, because he had a point deducted, and then the head judge deducted a further point. Um, I know I've asked him about this before, but is it an annoying, because we know how valuable undefeated careers are um, in combat sports. You know, does he, does he feel like this should be a no contest? Многие люди не знают, но он всем говорит, что твое поражение Магомеда не должно было защитано как поражение, что это была должна быть ничья из-за снятого балла, но они еще из-за этого же балла еще присудили тебе поражение. Раздражает ли тебе это? И так как непобежденный рекорд, то мы тоже дает какое-то преимущество. Ну, оно меня не раздражает, конечно же. Я понимаю, что я тот бой не проиграл, и даже по запискам со снятой по запискам с желтой карточкой у нас была ничья. Поэтому эти просто, блядь, какой дрены забрали у меня. Сейчас бы у меня был 13-0. Не красивый это. 
Знаешь, это тебя раздражает? Да не раздражает, но я часто уже не думаю об этом. Да, это не меня много сейчас, я не думаю об этом. Но, как ты сказал, даже с зеленой картой это был дрог, и они взяли это от меня, знаешь? Я мог бы быть не And even even the headbutt didn't look like a headbutt to me. You know, when when I was looking back at it, it, it seems like a very harsh um, a harsh uh, penalty. Yeah, it was nothing, you know. The only reason you know about Magomed is because of me, you know. <laughs> just, just forget about him for now already. <laughs> um, um, finally, and and thank you so much for this. This is brilliant. Um, this couldn't have gone better. Um, but I must ask, what is his prediction for Jimmy Rivera? I know it's a bit of a cliche, but I've got to ask, what, what does he think is going to happen? Прогноз на бой? Блядь, дать ему пизды, братан, блядь. Какой у меня прогноз, блядь? Выйти подраться, нахуй, забрать победу, нахуй, заорать, нахуй, сказать, я, нахуй, who is next, нахуй. Yeah, my prediction is to beat the shit out of him and then celebrate the victory and ask who's next. That is brilliant. So, yeah, thank you so much, my friend. This has been yes, absolutely brilliant. Us, oh, man, yeah. this you, was brother. fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you, Peter. Um, amazing to speak to you again. Good questions. Good questions. Good questions, brother. Thank you and enjoy enjoy the rest of the day in Phuket. Oh, was he speaking English? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, very good. Very Maybe good. Maybe next time you don't need me. Hopefully, you're, you're gonna be so you you won't be as busy as usual, Soyas. <laughs> well, what a trip that was with Mr. Peter Yan. No mercy, the Siberian gangster, whatever you want to call him. Um. That was very, very good fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to that whole card now after speaking to him. And um, now we're going to go over to an interview with Risen light heavyweight champion Yuri Prohaska, um, who won the title off Mo Lal. It was an inaugural title, so he didn't win it off him, I suppose. It was vacant. But um, huge win. Absolute masterclass at Risen 15. And he has some big plans. And um, he called for a fight with Mr. Ryan Bader. So we'll come back to you um, after this interview and look at what happened last weekend. MMAfighting.com. And I am joined by Risen light heavyweight champion Yuri Prohaska. Yuri, how are you, my friend? And congratulations on a fantastic win. Hi, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Now I'm, uh, I take care for, to my body after fight because a uh, little, some, uh, I crash a little crack my, my finger. Oh, and, but, but they'll be good. It's, it's, uh, not so much big, big, uh, so it's so no horrible. Okay. Okay. And I mean, how did it feel mm-hmm. for you to return home? after getting this title did did a lot of people congratulate you was there a a big reception for you when you came home to czech republic yeah 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 they they say uh, the people here take it like a big uh, uh like big big thing yeah it From, is a big to, thing to, yeah yeah like a big thing for for for, for a czech uh czech uh czech mma you know yeah. it's uh it's uh, some something like uh, biggest biggest uh, 
It is probably biggest the biggest moment for Czech MMA, right? It's probably the biggest. Yeah, achievement. I think. Yes, yes, but I take it like uh, like it's it's just like uh, it's just uh, one uh, one stop on my on my way. I I I I'm thinking about uh, more these titles, and uh, it was not. I don't show my uh, full. Uh, my hundred percent, yeah, yes. because I need uh, more, more, more fights, and uh, I know when I uh, feel like I want, it will be more better. <laughs> yes, yes, I understand. I understand. Um, I've got to ask you. Um, uh, Mohammed Lal was the only person who who had beaten you in Risen until this fight, and then you got revenge. Uh, did that feel good, given that he had a, a victory over you in the past? Yes, I, I feel like that. Yeah, but uh, I don't uh, don't uh, I don't take it like a, like a revenge. Yes, right. uh, because revenge is is I don't hate people. I I take it like uh, like another fight. Yes, yes. It was it was, it was for me another fight, another man. And Yoko, it was in Yokohama, so it was another place, not in Tokyo. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and, you know, we we are so excited to see European guys fighting in Risen. How did you mm-hmm. how did you get to Risen? Because you have been fighting there for nearly four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, I think, three, four years back, uh, before one fight, uh, the one manage, manager from Rising send me the message and i don't read it <laughs> i don't read it I, I don't i don't read it i think two weeks i don't read it uh because i was in prepared to to fight to fight in russia right so uh one time i i i i uh i open it and read it and uh say say that to my manager and uh, he he was he was uh, very excited for, for from this and uh, tell me after this fight from Russia we go to the Japan I but I don't I uh, from in this time in this time I don't uh, don't want to go uh, don't want to go to to Ryzen and uh, another fight after fight. So, and uh, it was it was uh, it was uh, how to say uh, pyramid pyramid you know yes. it was uh, more more fights eight 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 men eight men and a uh, yes yes a tournament yeah a tournament we t- we t- we took it and uh, and it was very good it was I think uh, the best best in my life wow wow. I've got to ask you, uh, a guy you have fought before, Carl Albrechtson, he, he got a win yeah. that night. Do you believe that Risen will try to match you two guys up for the title next? Uh, I think yes, but I I don't uh, I don't believe uh, I don't believe uh, the that. Uh, I think the Carol need more fights to to be how to say that to challenge uh, for the title. Yeah, to challenge for the title. Mm. I understand. I understand. And because you won, because in because the first round to, this, to 
to to de- to deserve the title yeah because mm. because he he have uh, just a one fight in rising and uh and this this one fight uh this one fight in rising it uh, wasn't so wasn't so uh, so much great but he he won yeah he yes. won yes and uh and uh for me he he will be a good opponent i think because i know him he know me and uh this fight second one will be uh, another another and uh, different even uh, bigger uh, as well with because yeah. the title is on the line right yeah yeah of course you know, we were looking at uh, you and, and how you have claimed the title for Risen, and we noticed that Bellator and Risen do a lot of business together. You know, um, we see Horiguchi fighting Darion Caldwell from Bellator. Would you, yeah, like, yeah, would you yeah. like an opportunity to fight the Bellator champion, Ryan Bader? Yeah, this this is what I'm looking for. Uh, this is for me, I, I like to have a big, big challenge, big mm. challenges, yeah? Uh, and uh, I need to 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 have I need to have big big challenge uh, to to feel like uh, they they want to take my life yeah like <laughs> when I when I fight uh, for, to, for my life and I fight the, the best I show my best and uh, this is uh, this this uh, fight in Bellator title or something like that will be for me. Uh, biggest challenge and i will show my 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 best yeah because my last three fights in resin before the title was uh, was not so good because the opponents uh yeah opponents was 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 good but, but you uh, couldn't get excited you couldn't get excited for yeah. the fight yes yes wow. yes that's that's amazing um you know, when I look at you and look at your striking, I am blown away by how good you are. And I think uh, against Mohamed Loal this time, your striking was mm-hmm. so fantastic. Do you think that your striking would cause problems for Ryan Bader now? Uh, I think uh, when I have op- when I have an opponent, I can uh, I can uh, do. I can do uh, the strategy for for the fight, mm. and there there is no problems for 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 that. For Ryan Bader, no problems. I think I think no. Uh, I looking the I looking for for. Uh, uh, I try to to punch like uh, I have in my head fight from uh, UFC. Um, Lyoto Machida versus Ryan Bader, yes. and uh, this this fight is uh, my very favorite because in this fight is it's uh, is uh, their fight showing uh, the best uh, technique technique the catching the moment and uh, you you saw that fight yes yes I know what you're talking about yes, yes. it was it was it was not not so not so uh, not so long fight but. Uh, this is this is how I want to fight, yeah. One, two great punches, but so much precision, so much good moves. Moment, uh, catch the moment, and uh, it's over. Yeah, this is for me the, the mastery. Yes, yes. This is 
it's me what I want. I would love to see that fight, Yuri. I would love to see it. I hope somehow this happens because in Bellator, Ryan Bader doesn't have any um, natural opponents. There's nobody that you can push up and say, yeah. this is the light heavyweight for you. So I think Risen and Bellator should uh, make this fight happen. Yeah, I think I think I I I I pray for that, and uh, I I, wa- I want to to do that because this vi- this will be for me big challenge, and uh, and uh, it's uh, wait 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 I, I have friends later here. It, it, it could take you to the next level. Your whole career would yeah. go to the next level, right? It's uh, no no. It's give me the sense, yeah. For 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 the the show to give uh, my life in this fight, to yes. give everything to this, to this fight, yeah. Yes, yes. This and this is why why I've, I'm fighting. You know, when I look at you, you are so young. You are only twenty six years of age, right? Yeah, twenty six. That's amazing. You have such a big future. It's crazy. <laughs> You agree, right? I, I mean, it's many, many, many more years of fighting. Yeah, thanks. But, but it's it's way, it's way. It's I, I do that from from I do that from my uh, seventeen. Well, now now will be now it's ten years, ten ten years, something like that. That's incredible. And, do you someday want to fight in the UFC? Is is that a goal of yours, or are you happy to fight with Risen? Uh, yes, it is. But uh, I'm thinking about uh, the don't go the UFC like uh, like that. I, like that I am now. I, I want to go to rise to to the UFC or to fight the champion from UFC. Uh, with with some with some uh, name to do my name uh, bigger yes. yeah to, yes. to to be a champion from I I don't know from Rising from Bellator and then I go to the title from UFC. Wow, that yes, would be I, incredible. I need, I, yeah, I need more more uh, experiences from from fighting, and uh, then I go everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, um... are you, are you UFC. When when do you hope to fight again? What what is uh, what is your uh, ideal time to fight again? I, my idea to fight again? Yes. Uh, when in the year would you like to fight again? I I don't I don't know I don't I don't care. I think <laughs> I I don't care I don't care. I need to just uh, who two three weeks now for, to 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 go to go my my things go to crazy. be a little a little. Go go crazy, <laughs> little, little little relax. Keep 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 the way, uh, little tra- little travel, but still keep the way technique drill. And uh, then I want to fight. Then I want to fight because I I am feel I feel uh, ready uh, all all year. Yeah, I'm I'm not like uh, I'm not like uh, I like every fighters because they ha- they need two months or three months preparing for one fight and. Uh, then after fight, eating like uh, bu- eating eating bullshit and <laughs> and uh, not nothing nothing doing. I I I, I eating all the year how I want how I feel that how I feel this is 
that's better best for my body i um yes i'm uh, physically ready to fight all all year amazing amazing yuri thank you so much for joining us on the podcast it's been amazing to talk to you i have been okay. i've been very entertained by everything you've been doing and i cannot wait to see you fight again thank you thank you so much congratulations and uh, Thank you. We did it. <laughs> let's 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 go let's go for the next challenges. Absolutely. You go ahead and you have a, a few glasses of beer and you relax for a couple of weeks. Thank you. Thank all, you. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And it was great to speak to Yuri Projaka. Um, you know, the guy is only learning to speak English. He got on to speak to us and he put his point across as well. Um, and we spoke about this just after that win, Noel. I mean, with with Caldwell v. Haraguchi 2 just being announced. I mean, why not uh, put the Risen Light Heavyweight Champion in with Bader? There's no real natural, this is the next guy that needs yeah, to take him on. There's, there's nothing for Bader, really. Like, that, let's be honest. There's, there's very, not nothing. That's, I mean, they do Phil crazy. Davis probably if he, he beat yeah, Liam we, McCarry. We've seen that before. We've seen a lot of these exactly. fights. You know, they've cross-promoted before, as you just said there, Haraguchi Caldwell. Why not do it again? Why not do it on a show like that? You know, nothing wrong. I'm sure Ryan Bader will be well up for it. Um, it's a fight that very much makes sense. And, um, you know, especially in that division across mixed martial arts, we need new contenders right at the very top of the game and on top um, of the second-best promotion in the world of Bellator MMA. And it, it, it does. It makes sense. To and this it. guy looks like a talent, you yeah. know. Like I mean, if you're if you're knocking out uh, Mole all, I mean, yeah, you're doing something right. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think um, Bellator will be very interested in that because there, there is there's a lack of real depth in that division um, across the board, not just in Bellator, but but more so in Bellator, obviously in the UFC. So I think it's a no-brainer to be honest, with you, Peter. Yeah, he's got great hands, great hands. I'd love to see Bader in there against him. I mean, obviously Bader is a fantastic fighter. Yeah. I'm not saying that would be a walk in the park whatsoever, but I mean, when you're a guy that young, you've got nothing to lose. You've already won a huge uh, international title. Yeah, why definitely. not? Why not go ahead and do it? Um, I'm going to just fly through KSW48. Uh, what happened there? Parnas, um was absolutely unbelievable again. He he had a lot more power in his punches. He told me before this fight, Noel, that um, oh, I don't think I'm finishing. I'm not. I'm not a, such a powerful puncher. Goes in there and throws hell for leather. <laughs> unbelievable. He's looking at the referee at the end. Back TKO the, the guy. Like here, you're gonna do this. Eventually, the ref got involved. <laughs> Look, this guy's 21 years of age. He's finished all four. I mean, sorry, he's beaten all four guys. Been put up against in uh, KSW and some of them former champions, Arthur Sawinski, stuff like this. I mean. He is is absolutely brilliant, and I would love to see him versus Gamrot. Why not? Again, I'll say, look, yeah. he's the interim. He's the interim champion. Gamrot's the the undisputed champion, I believe. So, I mean, the the thing is, Saladin told me he thinks that Gamrot's next fight is to defend his fifty five title. So he's probably not going to fight him this yeah. year. But next year, my God. Please, please let that fight happen. That guy is magic. And look, you're you're this you're thirteen and zero. You're this young in your career. You have so much ahead of you. Like he, there there are mistakes to be made by a guy like this. It's, it is going to happen. But my God, when he's in full flight, he's absolutely brilliant. I mean, he, he's such an exciting. Let's prospect. hope they do because Gamrot a lot of the time, and I, you know, I'm I'm a believer of this. They they, they do sort of let Gamrot do what he wants. He's you, of, you want to see someone that's going to yeah, go in there and exactly, ruffle some few feathers exactly. Like, and I think KSW and Martin Lewandowski need to do that because they were very protective. Of um of Matthias after the Norman Park incidents and things like that, which went on there, and you know it, a lot of other promotions. Ooh, hey. 
you know, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, aye. But, uh, you know, a lot of other guys would have been suspended in other promotions, uh, I feel. Absolutely. Uh, the Jerkowski, a legend in KSW, a man who debuted in their first debut show. It's it's incredible. He got a he got revenge for his uh, loss to uh, Bekovic, um, who he fought in the co-main event. Their first fight ended in an injury. Their second fight ended in an injury with... Uh, Juras getting revenge this time, so um, maybe not the 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 big finish people wanted, but uh, it it was an entertaining fight. They came out in um, Mortal Kombat gear. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> That's all you can ask for. Okay, SW really. Uh, Marian Julkowski, um really upset the Apple Card with a win over Grakan Skazinski. Um, as we know, Grakan had that uh, big KO over Paul Redmond, who was referred to as Phil on the broadcast. But uh, Marion. Uh, Zukowski came in and he was absolutely brilliant. He dominated him and, um, you know, he dropped him twice in the first and second round, which nobody would have predicted, but um, really fantastic showing from him. And I guess uh, he's taken a lot of momentum because a lot of people thought Grakan was going to be the next guy of 55 for Gamrod if he had won that. So huge momentum stealer there. Um, Filip Pejic from uh, Croatia, which we mentioned earlier, could be a potential location for KSW in the future. He got a great win over Filip uh, Walensky. It was a beautiful, two beautiful head kicks set up, and then he finished it on the ground. It was really, really nice. Um, Cesare Kesic and Shamil uh, Musayaf had fantastic debuts, two undefeated prospects. Guys, I'll definitely be taking a look at uh, for the 2020 prospects list because very, very impressive altogether. Um, that was KSW. Cage Warriors 104 start an hour later from Cardiff, Wales. Uh, the beautiful Viola, where I have been before to see uh, Cage Warriors 100. And again, I'll say it again, massive day for Wales. 7-0 on the night for the professional card. Um, but Jack Shore, we, we talked about him briefly at the start. This guy, um, do you think he's ready based yeah. on what you saw? Do you think he's 100%, yeah, 100% ready? I do as well. 100% ready, especially after the other night. Just as I said there, you know, when a guy is so calm in any facet, even when he's under that amount of pressure in the opening rounds, it says to me that he's confident enough uh, looking at his face, seeing how relaxed, how composed, how cerebral he was and what he was doing. No question for me that he's ready. You know, everywhere the fight was going, he was comfortable, he was dealing with it, he didn't panic. It was just such a mature performance from such a young guy. And I think everyone in the UFC, if anyone was watching should be pretty scared. They don't want to fight a guy like that. That that's that that that's that, that is that cool, calm and calculated. Yeah, and he's so um he's so unassuming in the way like you don't you don't he doesn't really talk smack. Um he never really puts his opponents down. He's always bigging up everybody around him. I think it's just a breath of fresh air to be honest. I think he's really really kind of a, a different fighter. You know, so many people in the past yeah. relying on trash talk stuff like this. That's 100 miles away from anything Jack Shore does. It is, yeah. and uh, Yeah, it is. It's a different approach, and it's an approach I think we're seeing a lot of young guys take these days. Learn from the mistakes of many. Yeah, and I think maybe, you know, it's a new trend. Um, Not obviously the guy that that we have on. We always have a fight on in the background. We're watching here. Mike Perry's just Mike Perry's dancing. (laughs) Dancing. (laughs) Like a relentless bunny rabbit um, on uh, acid. (laughs) Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's that's Mike Perry. But yeah, no, listen, it is. And I think obviously what we saw with uh, Mr. McGregor and Habib and and all the things that went on there as well. um, 
you know, post and uh, and pre-fight. That maybe, you know, the young lads are, are going in a different route. But yeah, listen, I love the trash talk as well. I can't say I don't, but it's his, it's his style and it works for him. Do it. Yeah. Do, do what works for you, brother. Mason Jones called for a lightweight title shot after his uh, decision win over Donovan Desme. A really competitive fight. Donovan gave him a good go, but uh, Mason had too much from Indiana. And I really felt it was a good showcase of his complete arsenal. And we saw some massive wrestling throws. We saw him dealing very well with the ground con- uh, transitions of Donovan, who was a fantastic grappler. Um, yeah, so I, I really feel like when I look at this, I think Mason's next in line for that uh, Welsh kind of... He's going to be the next He's flag the next, bearer for yeah, Wales, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if Jack does go. Um, I don't know if you saw Jamie Richardson and Phil Wells. Did you see this? This was no. absolutely mental. So at the end of the second round, Wells basically has Richardson finish. He knees him in the body. Richardson falls to the canvas. Phil starts, you know, he's, he's up against the cage and, and, and Phil starts laying in with digs and just suddenly stops. So he suddenly stops and walks away. He thinks it's the end of the round. Mark Goddard screaming in his face, it's not the end of the round. Runs back in, the round ends. Did Brad say, unbelievable? He did. <laughs> of course he did. Brad uh, Brad and Josh were actually brilliant. Um, they were always great. They were really, really good, though, in the, the, the Jones and Desme fight I found with the with the grappling transition. Josh is really good. He's obviously a black belt. I literally did my catching up because it was working Saturday night, and I literally did my catching up um, yesterday and today on all the fights. Well, let me tell you what happened with Richards and Wells first. Right, so... That ends the second round. The third round starts. The exchanges start flying in the last minute. Richardson again gets rocked. Looks like he's out of there. Goddard's right on top of it, taking a very close look. Then Richardson starts firing back. He ends up separating Wells from his senses with a minute left and winning the fight after just like, the round before being Silly boy. completely finished. So Richardson wins it. Um, you know, I've heard from people there. Some people like saw the video and they're like, "Is that an early stoppage?" Every single person that I saw that I talked to that was there it was like, "It was a perfect stoppage." He was yeah. the the camera panned away in the broadcast, so you couldn't really get a look at Wells. But uh, apparently, he was like, completely at sixes and sevens, didn't know where he was. Yeah. You know, so fair play to Goddard for that one. A brilliant fight. You've got to go back and watch it. Even watch it from halfway through. I will. I watched. I watched. I watched Jack and and. Um Mason today, yeah. So. Yeah, and Corey McKenna, fantastic rear naked choke when she had a, a like a, a very tough first round off Fanny Redman, uh, her opponent, who was making her second trip to the competitive cage as a professional. So that's her. She's now one on one, but Corey improves to three and one, and once again looks like she has a fantastic yeah, future. She, she thanked your Roy a favor. She's like, over yeah, there quite a lot now. That, yeah, she was over in uh, over in Alpha Mess. So yeah, that's a big win. And I think the the girl she was fighting was a. Uh, I'm off champ, is that correct? Yes, yes, that's that is right. Yeah, that is correct. Um, Chris Edwards took a decision over Josh Abram. That was a really good uh, back and forth fight as well. Josh Reed relentless top control to get um a decision win over uh Atten de Pep, who um who Jack Shaw has faced um on his on his run to the title, and then two great debuts from two other Welsh guys, Oban Elliott, who a lot of people are very excited about, and uh, Ben Ellis. Um, you know, I think they were predicted to win. They were in against guys with losing records, but nonetheless got the job done. And as we always say, in those early days of your career, it really doesn't matter who who you're fighting. Just get in there and, and get about it and see what it all is and get that level of comfort up. So absolutely brilliant night for Cage Warriors. Um, you know, Jack is a loss, but Jesus Christ, they have some amount of talent there, don't they, in um, in, in Wales? It's kind of like what they had in Ireland. You know, it like, is, yeah. You know, it's a similar kind of thing. There's so many guys, there's so many guys fans are interested. Like every week I have different guys... <laughs> Uh, different fans getting onto me. Oh, you have to look at this lad from Wales. You know, it's it's unbelievable what's going on there. Yeah, it is, and it's it's great to see. You know, it's obviously been the UFC haven't been great at really scouting out any Irish talent here. So it's great to see 
it being divided around um, the UK and, and the Republic of Ireland. And I think um, just for the interest and the growth of the sport as well, it's fantastic and, and on this side of the pond, definitely. Yes, indeedy. Did you um, did you watch UFC uh, Fort Lauderdale? I did indeed. Now, we talked about Jack earlier on. Um, I mean, the one thing, right, the most impressive thing I found about this is, right, Every time anyone gets in there with Jack Gray Souza, they don't even present the ground to him. They're saying like they want to stay. Far we we away. know we know you want to go down there, yeah. but not only was Hermanson afraid, not afraid to take Jack Gray down, he made Jack Jack Gray afraid to go down because when he went down in the first round, that weird guillotine he sets up with his massive arms that I don't know how and he then set he's up. Returning, it was a half a twister or something. Well. It was but, just mad. But, it was but that guillotine place. is so like to, to force Jack Gray to do that much work to get out of a submission. I don't think I've, I've seen it. Yeah. Unbelievable, and then the second round. I mean, maybe it wasn't the most exciting thing to watch, but he did not stop throwing digs for that whole second round. As soon as he got top control, and that must have been absolutely energy sapping for for Jack Gray. I thought he had it at one point in the second, and then he was very, very clever in the third, as you said. Took it off, off here. Took it off the pace a little bit. Got a bit of freshness back, and then upped it again in the yeah. fourth and fifth. Brilliant. Up against the cage, as we thought it would if it was going to go the deeper rounds. Grind him, wear on the older guy. Um, as you said, when he got him to the deck, just constantly working. And neutralizing the thing that Jack Ray was trying to throw at him, absolutely fantastic. And, and as I said, I don't think anyone in that top six now, which he's probably going to be in, you know, tomorrow. Well, the, deserves to be the the stupid UFC rankings that they are. But yeah, this is a guy no one's going to want to get in there with. And momentum, we said it coming in again. It proves itself to be a, a massive, massive thing with fighters' confidence. And again, that was very much the case. Jack Ray for me, he's uh, you know not the force he once was, but still, it, it is that statement. It is that breakthrough. And I think the UFC, in terms of, you know, getting new guys interested in Scandinavia, he's very much now, for me, the poster boy and the guy that could really, really cause a couple of upsets in in this year. Just the the way in which he fights. Maybe it's not always the best fighter that wins, but if you implement your skill set and and your strengths and what you can do best, and that was just textbook. Yeah, I agree. Absolute textbook. The one thing I was going to say to you is um, I watched his his post-fight press conference, he was actually brilliant. Really, really good. The best I've seen Jack speaking, you could tell he's just full of energy, full of life after such an amazing win. But what he said is, he's going to ask the UFC, who do I need to fight to get to a title? Who do you think he needs to fight to get to a title? Wow, that's... I know, well, that's that's, that's the only thing I can think of really is... That's the million-dollar question, you know. It's it's a fight that would probably make sense for him um, in terms of... Again, it's a lot like the fight we've just seen would be someone like a Chris Weidman. Yes, and that's the fight he was after for a long time as you well. You know, it, it, that would just give further reassurance, I think, if he was to be Chris Weidman. I think man. he asked for Yol Romero backstage with Megan O'Leary. <laughs> He's probably the only man in UFC history that's asked to fight Yol And Jackery. Nobody wants to fight Jackery. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's very true. So I think it, what it says about him, he's balls of steel as well. And, you know, I think one of those fights, maybe if anyone has their doubts, and I think we were we were pretty confident he was going to win last week. Um, I wouldn't, I'd say you fight. were more confident than I was, to be fair. Like, I was saying he can definitely do it. I'll, I'll side with him. I think he has the momentum playing with him. But, uh, like, I mean, Jack Ray's one of the greatest fighters and I of think, all time. I, I you know? think he could have pushed for a finish. I honestly do. But I think he was very cerebral on what he, he was actually, doing in his approach. He said in the post-fight, he said, I tried for the finish early because that was one of two ways I saw it going. He said, either I yeah. finish him with this guillotine or else we're going to well, hell well, for yeah, five rounds. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what I thought. And I think the second was probably the round where he he could have finished it, and uh, it was just a fantastic. Part. But I I think that one would be the one because let's look at Chris Wyman. Let's be honest, 
I know he's sort of he's bounced back. He's he's it's been very inconsistent as of late, and I think. If you really want to push him on, you know, Xhaka and Chris Weidman, that's more or less a title shot for me in the in the, the middleweight division at the moment. Mm. Um, and I know we obviously have the, the bit of the log jam there now. We'll see what's going to happen. Um, well, there's no way they're going to match either Israel or or uh, Whittaker before that yeah. fight happens in, in Australia, you yeah, know? So yeah. you may as well get busy doing something else. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely, because he's not going to fight one of them off the bat anyway. Yeah, so yeah. it doesn't make a difference. If you look at the, the UFC rankings, I know Weidman's six. Um, I'm not sure where Jack Array was. Where was Jack Array? Jack Array was four. Was four, okay. So he's, yeah, well, like, even then, like, you know. Maybe Ro- Romero, Romero is maybe the option. it does make sense. For him, it would make sense. Um, so why not? Why not do it? There was something about when he was walking to the... But is Israel Romero the... I know, I know he starts Chris Weidman, but, like, you know, is he the force? To, I think he is, yeah. I, I do. Yeah, I think he's unbelievable. Um, I think Jack Array is as well, to be honest. I just feel like Jack Array came into that contest with everything to lose and there was Jack Hermanson who has been waiting for an opportunity his yeah. whole fucking life and there wasn't like when I just saw Hermanson walking to the to the octagon he sort of knew didn't you I, I was like this guy yeah. is a different energy yeah. tonight like he's like I'm going in there to die basically like I mean and then then like Jack Ray then came out and he was very strong as well like he kept on shouting overcome overcome and I was going this alright this is crazy well, maybe he was doubting himself yeah, maybe you know? overcome the doubt. Yeah, yeah. maybe um, that's it. Yeah, but I think there is fights there. There's obviously a few we can we can we can chalk off as we said, and, and there is as well. You know, uh, Costa that'll be obviously uh, won't be happening for for quite some time. They're still looking into things. Yeah, there. well, that's why I didn't want to go too too crazy on it. But yeah, listen, you could rule that one out for the moment. I think um, checking his bushes for Jeff Nowitzki. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Really, why not like Kelvin Gastelum either? Like, Kelvin wants to bounce back. I know it's going to be a while before he's back in there. But, you know, these are fights that make sense. And um, I think, you know, Jack is going to be game for any of them. So there's three or four there that really interest me. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Right. Well, um, um, Greg Hardy <coughs> is in the UFC. Yeah. He got his first UFC win. Um, and for the first time in my life, I'm agreeing with uh, Dana White here. Um I, I think that we should we should look at this a different way, right? Okay. Well, Fair I can enough. just say for the record, yeah. Smolyakov looked like he didn't belong in there. Yeah. If you can make Greg Hardy look like he's in the octagon, look like he belongs in the UFC, you probably shouldn't be in the UFC. Yeah, I, I understand that. But I think you have to, if you look at the fundamentals and the basics, how much there was an improvement from Greg Hardy. In yeah, no, you, I didn't really notice because I was just looking at it. A jobber, and and yeah, but but he did. He closed off the angles. His striking looked crisp, sharp. He didn't drop his He's hands. Huge. He is massive. And man, <laughs> it's so weird. Like, and he I does mean, have power. Like, oh, there's like, no doubt. There's no doubt. His whole body is like just incredible. Like I mean, he's he's an incredible athlete. There's and no doubt about that. When he when he obviously got into the deck, he didn't just lash out. He was very thoughtful in what he was doing, landing the shots. He actually stopped once or twice, repositioned his hands. And then landed. So I think you have to give your, your bit of credit play. here right. to Greg Hardy. I know his opponent wasn't up to much at all, but you know, as they say, and it's not his fault. You know, Smolyakov thought he turned down the fight apparently in, in the, the pre-fight talk. Um, so you can only beat what's put in front of you. So you know, fair play. If you watch the fight back again, Greg Hardy did a lot of things that were very positive there because everyone shot him. Um, you know, from his, his first performance, which yeah, he looked out of it, but way, way like I'm talking about a hundred times better. I thought in terms of technique. The most winning opponent Smolyakov has ever beaten was in his debut. Six and one. Okay. Then he beat an 0 2 guy. Then he bet an 0 1 guy. Then he bet a 1 and 2 guy. Then he bet a 1 and 0 guy. Then he bet an 0 1 guy. Then he bet a 1 and 1 guy. 
and then he better five and two going well, to the well, UFC. Listen, Dana White can moan all he wants. Dana, but he's doing Dana it. Dana White yeah. is the one who's doing it. He's the one who's matching them up with these guys. So listen. So you want to be a fucking fighter? Yeah, exactly. Fight Greg Hardy. Go ahead. Exactly. <laughs> You're you know, in. It's, it's, just, it's just double standards the whole time from from Dana and the UFC. So listen, I'm I'm hats off to Greg Hardy in this one. Well done, Greg. Okay. Um. So uh. Yeah, so that was obviously a loss for Russia after the big uh, the main event win. We um we also had Oyan Kutalaba on the card who started so well. Mm. We we fancied him to have a fast start, but he did not have um that continued presence throughout the fight. He got submitted in the second round by Glover <laughs> Teixeira. Every time I think somebody's about to get a changing of the guards win against Glover, he does that. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's and look, as soon as he got mounted on the guy, I was like, this is what over. Is there like with Glover? You know, that air of invincibility has gone a long oh, yeah, time yeah, ago. Yeah, and yeah, I think, yeah. you know, it's just sort of... Even the air of contendership. Is, yeah, it's, it's you know, he's, what is he? You know, it's... it's. He's a very good fighter. There's too many guys like that in that division. There really is. Very like, good fighters who can't push on. Yeah, they're just literally gatekeepers, top five, six, and they're never going to win a world title, sorry. And there's that's, Jones and Cormier. That's it. <laughs> really. Um, and don't forget our friend from Sandy Mint. Oh, Johnny Walker, of course. Yeah. Yes, yes, indeed. And maybe Alexander Rakic, a Eurobash veteran, might yeah. make a splash there later on. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, sorry, we missed Mike Perry and Oliveira. What a great fight that was. That was good, yeah. Um, and we spoke about the Darren Till thing here. Who the fuck called that a split decision? No, it was a unanimous. Oh, was it a unanimous? It was indeed. Okay. The split decision was Corey Sandhagen and oh, John right, Lineker, okay. which was a very entertaining fight again. Yeah. You heard what Peter Yan had to say about it earlier. He <laughs> he didn't really say anything about the entertainment yeah. value, but yeah, um, it was a good fight to watch. I guess the styles were so different. Uh, Sandhagen obviously borrows heavily from the Dominic Cruz uh field of striking. And John Lineker, of course, hands a stone marching forward, planting to the body into the head. Um, it's just an entertaining fight for me, to be honest. I was I was thoroughly entertained yeah, for the majority like, of it. We, we talked about this fight last week, Sandhagen. Four and now in the UFC. Yeah, got, you know, look at the, the guys he's beaten as well. You know, no mugs in there at all. Absolutely not. So this is a guy you need to keep your eyes on. And I think Bantamweight really is, with the talent that's coming in from Europe as well, it's becoming like £155 with the depth we've mm, seen over the yeah. last two years. It's really grown as, as a flourishing division um, to really excite the fans. And I think... You know, we're we're gonna see some superstars here in the next couple of years in that division. Um especially from Europe. Sato uh got a second round ground and pound win over Ben Saunders. As Noel predicted, Andre Arlovsky goes to a split <sighs> decision. Very, very uh uneventful fight we'll say. Carla Esparza got a unanimous decision win over Verna Jandruboba. I did definitely not say that <laughs> name right. Uh, Gilbert Burns, masterclass of jiu-jitsu. He's class, Burns. Oh, stop. Second round submission over Mike Davis. Absolutely brilliant, Dorino. Um, I saw my uh, my my friends from the Royal Grappling Academy. I saw that WhatsApp group group absolutely lighting up when that when that fight went through. Yeah. Man. Uh, Jim Miller would have win again over Jason Gonzalez. Second round rear naked choke. Uh, Angela Hill with a unanimous decision win over Jordi Escobel. And Diego Lima got things off to a start with uh, the split decision over Court McGee. So um, that's everything from the, the UFC card. Um, and we got a word with Mr. Jack Shaw, the champion of Eurobash, the, the reigning, defending champion. Um, because we wanted to just clear up uh, what was going on, if he'd heard anything. Um, and yeah, just really with the stuff what Boylan said after the fight that he was headlining in Wales as yeah, well. Like, yeah, yeah. confusing. We've we've got a we got all that stuff there for you. Um, always a pleasure to speak to the champ. Um, and we'll be back after this in ten minutes. 
MMAfighting.com and the champ is here, Mr. Jack Shore. Um, after his successful defense of the Cage Warriors bantamweight title against Scott Malone on Saturday night in Wales, Jack, thanks so much for getting back onto us, man. I uh, really appreciate it. But tell me, how does it feel to uh, finally defend that title? Yeah, it feels good. Um, fight went exactly as I thought it would. Um, but yeah, you know, it's always always nice that the couple of days after the fight to uh, to see the hard work pay off, and you know, and especially when you put in a good performance like that, it's uh, it's, it's nice to. Um, to see what you're doing is paying off and obviously working. Yeah, and I mean, you saying you called this, um, I mean, you called it to a T when you were on with us. You expected that uh, fast start from Scott, who, who did de- very well in the first round. But I mean, was, was that what you expected? Like coming up against uh, a judoka of his level, like one of the best in the Europe when he was competing. Um, did you expect that kind of early uh, takedown offense from him? Yeah, I knew he was, I knew he was going to come out fast. Um, obviously, when, when someone like Scott being being um, at the level he was with Jude, or he's obviously done it all his life, so they've got, you know, a different kind of strength um, to, to, to what your normal, normal fighter has, so I knew coming out the blocks, he would come fast and hard, I knew it was just a matter of, you know, not letting him sort of uh, use that explosive, uh, explosiveness, but, but just let him burn out, you know, make him work in the exchanges and with my takedown defence, and and you know, and then see him out there, you know, towards the end of the, the, the you know, second, third, fourth round was the plan. And obviously, that's just how it went. He, um, he, he tired out a little bit. I think after such an explosive first round, I think my 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 mid kicks and stuff like that helped to slow him down as well. Yeah, yeah, I will ask you about that now in a minute. But uh, but I was just wondering, was that why you were forcing the exchanges a lot? Like, I mean, you didn't seem to shy away from them, even though maybe he he scored a couple of takedowns in the first. Was your plan to just make him work, work, work uh, for as much as he could in the early <laughs> rounds? Yeah, that that was it. Um, also, I got a lot of faith in my defensive wrestling as well as my offensive because not a lot of people have have really seen me, you know, defend too many takedowns because it's you usually I'm I'm the one who ends up with the top position. But mm. um, coming in against someone like Scott, I knew there was a cha- there was obviously that chance where I was going. I know my defense is very high level. You know, I got guys in the gym who were big, strong wrestlers, a lot bigger than me, and they struggled to get me down with ease and keep me down. So. It was um, that was that was exactly it. You know, I didn't shy away from the exchange because I knew if he did it in the entry, you know, for the takedown or the clinch, I would be able to hold my own and and make him work. And I I knew he wouldn't be able to settle or, or just get me down and keep me down. There seemed to be a moment, I believe it was in the second round, I could be wrong, where you kind of, as you said earlier, you caught him with a kick across the midriff. And from that point on, it seemed very clear that you were the guy with the momentum. You were the guy that was pushing the pace and you were the fresher fighter. Did you notice that in there? Did the body shot have a, have a big payoff for you there? Yeah, um, j- just before that, I felt, I was, I, I felt I'd found my range. I'd worked his timing out. I, I was... It was a nice right hand, right? Just before yeah, the body yeah. shot. Yeah, I, I, I was making a miss of a lot of his shots. He was over, overreaching. I was, I was able to you know, catch him with the jab and the right hand. And then that mid-kick, you obviously, you could see it in there. You could see the look on his face. I, I, I seen it hurt him. But again, you know, he, he was still dangerous with the, with the clinch exchange. So I didn't want to bulldoze forward and try and get him out of there, there and then. Because I knew, you know, his, his natural reaction would be to, to sort of change level and try and get hold of me and keep hold. I knew it wasn't long left in the round. So I thought, just keep chipping away. Um... And I knew, obviously, you know, it was a massive shot. I seen it there and then, so I knew there's no way you would be able to recover from that, even with the end of the round. And then coming out for the third, I could see, you could see in his pace and his body language, you know, that it it had, it had slowed him down. He wasn't throwing as much. He wasn't as sharp. He wasn't as as keen on 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 shooting for them entries. And um, you know, that ultimately led to me obviously com- coming out and and, and turning the momentum of the fight. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Jack, you spoke to us beforehand and you, you spoke about the UFC. If that call came, you'd be willing to take it. I can't believe the amount of people that are online talking about Jack Shore needs to be in the UFC. This is the performance. I mean, after that, you said you'd know you'd be ready after you fight Scott and you, and you got the win as, as you had uh, you had forecast. But does that does that even is it even more stronger now? You're feeling that you're ready to fight in the biggest uh, on the biggest stage in the world. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think, you know, domestically, I, I've beaten everyone there is to beat. Uh, Scott and Mike, you know, apart from me, would probably wipe out the majority of the of the, the you know anyone else in the in the bantamweight division in cage. I always fight Two Scott and Mike. Fighters, they, of course, they, they, yeah. They're going to be in for a tough night if any of them fight either of those. So, you know, I feel like I've dealt with those guys, and that's not dis- disrespectful. Shout to them, you know, they they both very high level itself. But I dealt with them guys, you know, I didn't. I haven't took no damage. I've looked good doing it. I've managed to get the finish twice. So I think it just goes to show that, you know, I'm I'm capable now of of calling for that shot at the top level because I think it's not, you know, I've known it for a long time, but I think everyone else can see now that that the way I'm dealing with these guys shows that um, I I need to sort of step up and and get get that chance to show that I can compete with some of the best in the world. Now it was your manager and your um, your father, I believe, your coach, um, who told you last time, you know, when they approached you first when you were three and zero. Um, that it probably wasn't a great idea. I think they were right on that one, given how famous you are. Your stock is just huge at the moment. But what are they saying now? Are they are they in agreement with you that this is the right time? They got to be right. Yeah, my my coaches are all for it. Obviously, um, my my old man uh, Carl and Gary, they they're all for it. They, and uh, and they obviously that's that's what they want. I haven't had a chance to speak to uh to Graham yet. Also, I'm with intensity, but I, I'm sure he feels the same way. You know, we we had a small chat after the fight, and then I was the the vibes that everyone was giving off. So I'll get a chance to hopefully speak to him now this week or my father will speak to him. Um, you know, I'll give him a chance to chill out after the show. With him <laughs> on, they've, had, they've had a stressful weekend, I imagine, with, you know, it's like running the show. But of course. Uh, I'll give him a couple of days um, and, then, and then I'll be on their case and then hopefully we'll, uh, we'll know a bit more then, obviously, in the, in the coming weeks or whatever. Yeah, I, I got to ask because we obviously saw the announcement, the October announcement there for Cardiff again. And of course, like you fully understand the promoter putting your face on that poster and, um, you know, saying there will be another title defense there. But is that for you? Do you feel like that will be the case only if the UFC do- doesn't come? Of course, that will be the priority at this stage. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, obviously you know, I love fighting for cage warriors and, and fighting in, in Wales. So, if the if the UFC doesn't come, then you know I'll, I'll always come back to Wales and fight and, and fight for Cage Warriors. I, I, you know the the feeling of fighting in the in the um the Viola Arena is second to none. Um, you know it's, it's something I've never experienced before. You know that, that can ever be topped by that. I don't suppose this this early in my career, but you know that's sort sort of the backup plan. Like to, in my head, I've got you know if they don't come, then I'll happily go there and defend again or or whatever they want me to do. But you know hopefully um hopefully I, I get that call up and and you know we can. We can go from there then and see what, you know, maybe get a different fight date or whatever. But obviously, if I go, go and do that, then, I, you know, what you won't catch me complaining in the morning, put it that way. Absolutely, yeah. No, that's that's what I figure it would be. But but again, we come back to the situation, Jack. Here's, here's the issue. Who's going to fight you next for that title? You know, I'm sure there's lots of people that would put their hands up and say, I'll do it. But I mean, there's no 100% this guy is the natural contender to Jack's title, right? There, I don't feel like there is at the moment. Do you? Yeah, that's it. I mean, when I when I beat Mike, um, you know, Scott Scott called for the shot on the night, and in all fairness, you know, he had two big finishes, especially beating Josh Reed as fast as he did. You know, that's no absolutely that's no 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 easy thing to do. Um, so in all like you said, he was the standout guy. He was, you know, well, he's got to be next. He, he's got to get his shot. And, and in all fairness, 
he, yeah, he deserved the right to fight for it. But at the minute, there's like you said, there's no, there's plenty who would probably come forward and say that they do it, but there's no one that stands out that that sort of deserves it, in my opinion. And to to fight for a belt like the cage was, I feel like you should have to earn the shot as well. You know, they shouldn't just be handing out willy, willy nilly. So, mm. um, at, yeah, at the minute, there's no one that really stands out to me. But um, you know, I suppose we'll we'll cross the bridge when we come to it. Is there any like I know I'm uh, I'm um, you know tempting a little bit here about uh, trying trying to be a bit clickbaity if you will, <laughs> but is there any ideal opponent you you'd like? I mean, in the UFC to start off with, like, do you think that much? Like, I mean, who would be the perfect guy for you, or is it just a matter of I'll fight anyone? Yeah, it's a matter of anyone. Obviously, just all I need is a date and uh, and something to to put in a diary, and I'm and I'm good to go. You know, it's not that the opponent doesn't matter. Obviously, when when I get a name, it'll be different. But there's there's not like I'm gunning for anyone specifically in there right now. I just love to have the shot to to compete on that platform and and you know let let them know a little bit more about me. You know, let them know who I am and what I'm about. And then obviously I start uh, calling for this and that. Then maybe when I'm in there, I start building a name for myself. Absolutely. Like I mean. To to go seven and zero for Welsh pros there, I think that was a, probably an extra stress for you uh, going into that fight there, given how well everything had gone for the Welsh <laughs> fighters. Did you know that there were on an unbeaten streak before you got in there? <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's a bit of a matter because in in December, um, obviously uh, it was me, Josh, and Chris on the card for the gym uh, as the pro team, yes. and um and and Josh and Chris obviously unfortunately both lost in December, so it was sort of all on my shoulders to get a win on the night. You know, so that the team didn't, so that we all didn't lose. And then this time round, obviously, all the Welsh boys won. So I thought, <laughs> I, can't, I thought I can't be the only, uh, I can't be the only Welsh guy to lose, <laughs> especially in the main event. You know, and, I, and I'm sort of the poster boy. I thought the best pulling out the bag. <laughs> but uh, no, looking back, it obviously shows that uh, that Welsh MMA is is on that, and, and it's moving in the right direction. Obviously, to to have what was it seven and zero? I think you seven said seven and zero. Yeah, to be seven and zero on a show like like Cage Warriors, especially in our backyard. Is only going to encourage them to come back and, and keep putting on these big shows and, and giving the boys a chance to, you know, get get those lights and cameras out and 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 give them a chance to to get their name out there. I gotta ask you, right, final one, Jack. You know, if you go, like, there's no doubt about how you much you mean to the Cage Warriors brand in in all over. Like, I mean, everywhere. But I mean, in Wales particularly, you are the guy. There's absolutely no doubt about. It. You have been the guy for a long time. Who do you feel will be the next poster boy from uh, Wales? Uh, because there's so many. There's so many different people it could be. I honestly don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like you said, there's, there's so many. There's obviously Mason now has, has just had a big win on the he weekend. Um, good, yeah. So he, he looked sharp. One one surprised me to see him fight for the belt, um, fight the winner of um, Grant and, and Jay Herbert. So, I mean, that that obviously if he fights for the belt and he gets the title there and then then there's your answer but there's there's guys coming through as well obviously Josh Reed's back on a two fight win streak now yeah. so i mean he's going to be back in he's going to be back in the mix now with a big fight i'd imagine next uh, Chris Edwards was always always a, a ticket seller you know whenever he's on the card Great you know he's going to he's going to come and have a tear up win lose or draw the, the vet as we like to call him in the gym the the, the vet comes and put it on put it on the line every time so He's always a, a selling point, and then obviously people like Oban coming through as well. You got Oban Elliott and Jordan Peak. They uh, look very good two, as well. Yeah. Two, two guys from Wales who have just uh, signed to Cage Warriors um, through the academy scheme. Uh, they've just gone pro, so uh, you know Don't be so... You know, every one of those guys are capable of doing exactly the same or going on exactly the same path as I've gone down. You know, it's just a matter of it clicking and the timing and stuff like that. And uh, you know, I. I 
you know, there's a, and, oh, and Aaron Khaled as well, obviously. Yeah, Khaled's, I felt um, so bad for Aaron Khaled. I, I forgot about Khaled because he didn't get a fight on Saturday. Yes. But I mean, if he if if he beat Tom Watson on Saturday, which I think he would have, then you know he he would have probably been in the mix for a title shot as well. So there's there's plenty of strength in depth in Wales, and you know, like you said about tempting fate. If I do move on and I and and whatever, then you know there, there's no drama about uh, about the show still being full of talent. So what's the what's the plan for the celebration? I mean, are you going to go crazy now for a while? Um, you know, or what? What's the plan? Or do you just chill out and take it as it comes? What's your kind of uh, modus yeah, operandi? I'm not much of a party boy, mate. To be honest, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I, the re I, I the reason I've I've talked so long ago today. I'm, I'm down ten with my girlfriend for a couple of days, chilling out. So we was out and about. So Lovely. I thought it'd be... for a couple of days now. I'll go and celebrate with uh, with my friends on Sunday. We we got a, a night out planned. And then I'll just be back in the gym Monday. Then you know, taking over, get getting better. I've got a little bit of time now to uh, to improve my technique and get sharper. And um, and and then you know, I've got all day coming up and stuff like that. But it's it's just more of a a relaxing period, you know. You know, letting myself heal up after a tough twelve weeks and and just get ready to go again. Jack. An absolute pleasure. Um, you you uh, blew my mind with that performance, and you have been doing this for a long time now. So I hope everything comes to you that that you're looking for, and I can't wait to see you fight, no matter what promotion it's with next, because um, it's always a pleasure to watch you. Thanks, Peter. Appreciate appreciate it, and always appreciate you having me on, mate. This uh, is always a good crack. So now, now you're a five uh, times veteran. You like five times. You're the well, reigning champion. Said- Someone said last time I just as well be the co-host. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you ever stuck for a co-host, give, give me a shout. I'll step in, no problem. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. I'm going to kick Noel out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kick into the curb, get the champ in. <laughs> <laughs> All the best, Jack. Thanks so much, Cheers, man. Bye, bye. And great to hear from Jack Shaw. What a man. Um, very interested to see what's going to happen with him next. What do you think? Going to your head, do you think UFC or Cage Warriors title? UFC. Yeah, I do too. I really do. Especially like even even what he said there in the interview. I mean, the fact that his father, who was a very well-respected member of the, the UK and Irish MMA community, uh, Richard Shaw, and, and his other coaches are telling him to go. Um, I, I think it's got to be. It's got to be this time, I think. And look, if he has to go and defend his title again, it's not the worst thing in the world. No, not at all. But... Um, I what think I, he's ready. It's just, as I said to him, like there's no natural guy that you're looking at and going, I'd like to see him yeah, play Jack Shaw. Because he, he's beaten all of them, and I think... Um, like now, Scott Malone and Mike Ekende are savages. Really good fighters, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you're just going, what's next? Um, he's had, obviously, you know, opportunities to go before, so I'm sure that opportunity is going to rise itself in the next couple of months, and I think this time he might very well just go, yeah, now's the time to, to jump on board, because... As we said, that was uh, such a calculated performance and, and so impressive from such a young man. Indeedy duty. And um, we've got the next uh, European Series event this weekend in Birmingham. 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 Uh, Brent Primus takes on Tim Wilde in the main event. A huge opportunity for Tim Wilde, a man who has been um, plying his trade for a long time uh, across the UK and Ireland. Um, you know, it's a big step up, but Tim's been in there with a lot of great fighters. Um, that could have been Norman Park. Norman Park had taken that fight a number of, a while ago. Yeah, well, there you they go. They were matched up a long time ago and then just like... Signed for several fights. promotions yeah. and ended up with KSW. Yeah, but, there uh, <laughs> But I mean, is this like too much of a task to ask for, Tim? Like, I think so. Do you, yeah? Yeah, I think so. I think if you look at Brent, Brent Primus, he's a guy who's... He's, 
Primus, 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 Optimus Prime. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I call him. I call him Prime. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is Primus, but no, I think just, it's Primus. He's just he's just impressed me a lot, and I think you know to win a decision over Chandler. Like, yeah, exactly. The, you know, that I'm was, sorry, it was a fourth round. Sorry, yeah, that was a dodgy. Yeah, that was actually it was real dodgy. He broke his leg. Yeah, okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I need to take that back. Um, but yeah, to still go out, now he went the distance with him and do that is uh, is impressive, and I think. Um, we look at you know Tim Wilds. You know he he's got back up there. He's a veteran in the scene. I just wonder sometimes whether if it, it's the right move. Um, taking this fight, maybe needed a you know a fighter team maybe to settle in. And you know it's a big stage as well. Sometimes it can be very nerving. It's probably the biggest stage of Tim's career if we're honest about it. Maybe he will harness his inner Jack Armanson. Oh, there you go. Um, well, Jack was just like listen, that was that was next level shit. Um, but yeah, no, I do fancy Primus in this one. I think all round probably a little bit too much. Pedro Carvalho's room with Bellator has been flying under the radar. He's 2-0, and I think, has, uh, yeah, so far. He is, he is, he um, is. And, of course, that win over Daniel Crawford, I believe, kicked it off for him, which was, uh, like, a lot of people didn't see that happening. You know, a lot of people thought Daniel Crawford's a blue-chip prospect. Yeah. And uh, he went in there and got a decision win off. I thought he won uh, clearly that fight. Uh, it was a split decision in the end. But then he went on about uh, Luca Vitale then at Bellator 2-11. And now Derek Campos is here, a very um, experienced campaigner, has fought at 145 and 155. Um, well, I think this it's le- the litmus test he needs. Mm. And I think it's, it's it's a good sort of measure to see where he's at facing International level. Like, um, Derek Campos, yeah, definitely. And so. Campos has been around the block, you know? Yeah, he sure has. I think he might have fought, uh, competed for the, the featherweight title in the past. He's had about 100 fights in Bellator. He's one of those guys that they just got him from zero and zero and just built him all the way up like he obviously hasn't but he's uh he's definitely been around the block in Bellator fighting championships anyway definitely 100% he's fought Michael Chandler uh I wasn't far Brandon off Gertz, to be <laughs> Melvin Gillardi as a win over um you know um he, Bellator debuts Bellator in 96 wow. in 2013 so yes well he, he's, he's coming off two last losses to Patricky Pitbull and Sam Cecilia and uh, no slouches by by any means but I mean you're dead right if, if Pedro can do this he's He's really establishing himself on the international scene, isn't he? Yeah, and he's making a move up, and you're, and 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 for the Bellator matchmakers and um, obviously Scott Coker and those guys, it's a statement of intent to say, you know, I'm ready to make this transition up into the upper echelon of the divisions. Yes, yes. Um, Fabian Edwards against Falco Neto Lopez is also on that main card. I wanted Fabian Edwards' a big <laughs> fight on the nearly the main event of this card like I feel like he is there or thereabouts at this time obviously the opponents didn't present themselves he says he wants to win over Van Steenis and uh, Mike Shipman which is uh, coming up in June I believe mm. so that's going to be very interesting I do expect Fabian to get the job done um, yeah I think I think you would but it, a is, test of experience is, is, again yeah but is it a, maybe should it have been a little bit yeah. more of a jump this time well I feel like when we talked to Fabian after this fight, well, well, just ahead of when this fight was um, announced, it was the week of the Leon Edwards. Yeah. Um, and he kind of said, look, there was no one, no one stepping up to fight me and I need to fight. Yeah, you know? I think that could be a problem with him. Man. But if you look at the opponent level, like we we know Lee Chadwick, we know the power yes. that guy possesses. We know He's also on the card, yeah. Uh, we know the dangerous possession. For, for Fabian to do what he did to him sort of says to me that, you know, Let's step it up a bit. Step it up a little bit. But yeah, you know, if that's fair enough, you can Give him gay guards. Um, <laughs> Ooh, I tell you what, let's not rule that out in the next year. Yeah, yeah, maybe not. Uh, Raymond Daniels, who we'll be talking to later on, takes on Wilker Barros, a short notice replacement opponent. But, you know, um, Raymond is 0-1 from oh, yeah, 2008. Like, there's, there's no reason why he should be going in with, uh, 
kickboxing know. legend. Yeah, and Wilker is also a decorated kickboxer. So, I mean, we might not see this hit the ground, but I mean, I'm sure that it will be something yeah, to, watch to watch for watch the Bellator uh, Birmingham crowd. Um, our very own Brian Moore takes on Sun Labin. I have a video coming out with Brian uh, during the week this week. Um, Don't watch fo- it, it's crap. <laughs> huge fight for it's Brian. It's focus. Shit. Huge fight Joke. for Brian at 135. Um, you know, do you feel like like this is a, a turning point in his career in a way because of the 135? Like, I mean, always watching him spar, man. He is a He's big unreal. Guy. I mean, we've said this for years, PT, yeah. about how good his hands were. And I think we saw that in the last fight, in fairness until that second round where he just got, you know, he's had problems with those hands, broke both hands in that round. His boxing, so crisp, so clean, so good in and out, so fast as well. And I remember, I think it was, what when was it we were down watching when, when Beltor was coming to Dublin and myself and myself were just going, man, look at Brian in here, man. He, he's probably the best looking boxer in SBG. Yeah, he's really, really technical. Yeah, he is. And, you know, it, it is a turning point though now. And I, I know it's very unfortunate the fight against Noat. When he broke the two hands, he was definitely on top of that fight until that happened. Obviously, a massive, massive hinder in block, you know, breaking both your, yeah, your hands. Of course. And breaking them very badly as well. We saw Brian in surgery and his, his social media. But, you know, the promotion aren't going to care about whether he's breaking his hands or not. They're going to go, oh, yeah, he looked good. He still lost the fight. That's the, that's the bottom line for Brian. Brian needs to go in here and make a, a statement of intent at 45. And I think... He's the type of guy that has really sort of channeled his focus since he's become a full-time fighter in mixed martial arts. People don't understand that about Brian as well, and I think we need to mention that. His, you know, it was only his last two or three fights that he's actually been training mixed martial arts full-time. And a young family, his own business, I mean, it, Jesus. It's a lot, but I think Brian now, with the mindset, I think he, he's become a lot, lot stronger over the last two or three fights, and I think he feels as though it's all coming together now, and I think we've seen that. It's just if he can just keep that those injuries out of it and... You know, I, I, I do hope it works out for Brian because he's a fantastic talent. We've got a tough champion against a former Cage Warriors title contender with Saul Rogers v. Aiden Lee. Um, I think this is, this is a very big fight at 55, you know. Um, Rogers as a guy that we've been wanting to see compete in the... Do you think it's a bit too soon for Aiden Lee to make the jump? Did you? Yeah, I know it's, it's obviously Bellator. Um, you know, maybe... Is this a the... 55 or 45? 45 I'd, I'd assume it was 45 but it says 55 here in my um, topology but Saul 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 was a featherweight yeah yeah um, last fight was 155 for Saul so maybe it is maybe maybe Lee's stepping up um, interesting one I think it is a little bit you know Saul we know Saul he's a guy who's obviously got upset very badly um, at ACB against Oriel Peretta, I think the Romanian. Um, you know, the failed contract, obviously, the UFC, all that yes. what happened there was very disappointing for Saul. Saul's a lovely guy. Um, had a lot of ups and downs in his career, and I think it's going to be very interesting now that he has this opportunity with Bellator Fighting Championships to see if he can jump back in there and, you know, really make a go for it. Because I think it's one of those cases now with, with, with Saul. It's now or never. Mm. You know, and I think really he needs to go in there and 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 take Aiden Lee out of it. But that's you know, Aiden Lee's a pretty bloody good fighter. We've seen how good he was. I was very shocked at what Dean Truman could do to yeah, him. You know, yeah. So I would favour Saul experience. I think you got it. And um, <clears throat> but what a scalp it would be for Aiden at this oh, yeah. time in his life. Oh yeah, I think Aiden might have jumped the gun a little bit, signing for Bellator. But you know, obviously, well, especially um, with the featherweight title now for grabs. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. It does. Uh, it you know it's it's about these. Two, Different directions guys want to go in their career, and it, you know it's up to them. Maybe the money was 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 uh, was good, so somebody couldn't turn down. 
Yeah, um, just taking a look further down the card, Jimmy Wall had a look to make a 2-0 at Bellator when he takes on Giorgio Petrini. Uh, James Mulheron at 2.05 against Lee Chadwick, yeah, who was moving up to 2.05. Two veterans there, yeah, man. Two time. absolute savages of the UK scene taking on each other. That should be a good one. Um, Mulheron's debut at 2.05 for Bellator didn't go as planned, but... Um, you know, I think he has plenty left in the tag, especially when you see the way the likes of KSW heavyweight champion Phil DeFreeze talks about him, you know. Um, Phil DeFreeze wasn't comfortable calling himself the best <laughs> best heavyweight in England until Mulheron went down to 205, so that will Fair say enough. something for it. Um, Dominic Wooding against David Calso. I expect to, like, you know, I, I think... It's a total Wood- mismatch in my opinion. Yeah, I, you know, 2-4 and four Calso yeah. against 5-2 and two Wooding, and Wooding has taken on, I mean, his losses... Yeah, Wooding's like 5-2, and two, like his, his two losses, it's a very deceptive record. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think he was like 1-0 like and oh taking on Andy, yeah. Andy uh, Young. You yeah. know, that's crazy. He's a guy... I made one mistake and yeah, lost for it. He's one of those guys where you go... He's unreal. If you sort of just rewind back a little bit, maybe they should slow a guy like him he's down. He's unbelievable. Yeah, he's unbelievable. They should need to like slow him down. He's a guy maybe that does jump into fights too quickly. We have to talk to him soon. I don't yeah, know how no, we yeah. haven't talked to yeah, him yeah, yet. Yeah, no, he's one of my is, faves. He, he is brilliant. He's a fantastic fighter to watch. Uh, Craig Turner v. Ashley Reese. Everybody's very excited about Ashley Reese. Yeah, um, Kane Musa is making his debut. Another great personality, an entrepreneur, a man who has turned his life around since an early prison sentence. Yeah. He takes on Matthew uh, Piscorse. Um, yeah, Daniel Castle v. D- John Nichols. Uh, Mohamed Yaya against Gavin Hughes. Um, we have Yannick Bahadi against Addis Dadovich. Joseph Whelan versus Simon Ridgway. Kieran Lister v. Konstantin Nunsariev. Yeah, Nusariev, yeah, that's how you can say that. Sorry, man. And then we have uh, Ichigbo versus Percival and Wanless versus Sam Slater. Uh, SBGs, I think Sam is coming off a loss. Am I right there? He yeah. came off a loss in yeah, Dublin. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so a lot of, a lot, a lot Very of fights. Very highly talked up young lad, Sam Slater, before He's a that last devil, I'll tell you. fight. Um, so probably want to watch there see if you can bounce but he, back I think he came from a kickboxing yeah, background right. and yeah. you know he was very very uh, a lot of the SPG guys were singing his praises so I mean yeah. you know you can expect a hiccup early in your career when you're changing over from the sport but 19 fights again man that's a long night's work for me man <sighs> it's too that's much. two cards it's too much yeah and it's, it's uh, made, a lot of promises made the fighters there though so I guess you have to see it honoured yeah that is no, no. Listen, listen. And we, and we, in fairness, we did, man. At least these guys are getting paid and they're actually getting active now. So that's that's definitely a benefit for me. Indeed. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was just, we're moving on to the UFC Indeed. card, of course. Uh, Ali Kinta and Howboy. Yeah. How are you, boy? That's a that's a big fight at one fifty five at the top of that card, man. Yeah, um, it is. And you know, what, what, why do you sort of put this? Cowboy, you know, a little bit of a resurgence as of late. Uh, you know, had that little flirting period with 170 pounds. Um, had a kid. Seems to be very much the case. Went back down to 155 pounds. Um, and now he thinks he's going to win the title again. I, I just don't see it. I just, I really don't see it. Why? <laughs> Cowboy, um, you know, I, I did think Alec Hernandez would beat him. Um, I think... Alex's problem in that fight was maybe a little bit of youthful exuberance in the fight. It was very reckless, very raw. Um, surprisingly, compared to his other fight, um, before that, when he finished, um, who did he finish in his UFC debut? It was um, Ben Il Daryush, I believe it was, in such spectacular fashion. And I just think a guy like Ali Kinta is too clever. He's been around the block. We've seen him fight Habib. He's a guy that's going to 
you know, he, he's not going to go out there and force the issue. I thought we saw a very patient Ala Iakinta against Habib. Obviously, you know, bounced back with that win against Kevin Lee. You know, a little bit of an argument there for me whether he won that fighter or not. Um, I think that was up for debate as well from quite a lot of people. I don't know. I thought Al won it. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Grant, I, I'm not going to sit here and fucking moan about it for two hours, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think. But the people want This is to a moan. fucking nightmare for, for Cowboy, this fight. I think Ali Kinta is just. The last two fights, especially, he's learned a world. And his hands are fantastic. And his hands have got better and better and better. And I think, you know, he's going to push the pace here in Cowboy. Um, you know, level change if possible as well. He's very, very good. Underrated ground game. Um, Ali Kinta, but I think he's going to have enough here in the feet to, to really get inside Cowboy and trouble him. Derek Brunson v Elias Teodoro isn't setting my heart no. um, a flutter. No. I, I don't like any of Teodoro's fights, to be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I think he's often quite laboured in, in many of his approaches and things he does. He doesn't stand out in one particular Brunson area. Brunson feels like a big step up for him. It does, but he's sort of been floating around yeah. for a long, long time where he hasn't really probably made the step up. Um to a substantial level to Derek Brunson and I you know I worry for Brunson as well a guy who's lost four of his last six fights coming off that to loss uh, to Jacare and, and, and um, Adesanya um, good lot of finishes in there as well knockouts you wonder if Teodoro's going to grind him out here now and and, and 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 do that sort of game plan which he has implemented quite frequently but then on the other hand Brunson has incredibly good boxing um, so it is an interesting fight, but yeah, it's not it's not getting my heart racing, Pete. No, it really isn't. Um, Swanson and Burgos, are you excited <gasps> for that one? Yeah, that's that's you know, Cobal was in really good fights, and I think three you, on three losses on our own. Yeah, him. and I remember watching Burgos and Qatar at UFC two two three. That was a great fight in Brooklyn. Yeah, so listen, it, it's a it's a tough fight. It's it's a one that sort of keeps Cub in there thereabouts, sort of relevant still, and I think the winner of that. Um, as we said, you know, at that weight class, there's really some some killers row, and I think if Burgos gets a win there, he's into that. He's into that because Calvin Qatar is a stud man as well. Like, you yeah, know, like he Calvin is. a lot. So, um, what a what a tough debut that was for Chris yeah, Fishgold. Yeah, big time. Jesus Christ, Poor fishy, fishy, fish. Uh, SBG's Brad Katona takes on Mir- Mirab Devilisvili um, on the main card at 135. I expect Brad to get the job there, the job done there. To be honest, yeah, Mirab Devilisvili. Coming yeah, off, um, <laughs> who did I say he beat there in his, his last fight? He's coming off a win against, oh, Jesus, I was just looking at it two minutes ago. My brain is fried. It's too late. Tyrion Ware. Tyrion Ware, that's right. That was um, in Russia, and I, I was telling everyone, not remember. Yeah, good Tyrion The clever Ware. money's on yeah, Tyrion, Tyrion Ware there. That's right. <laughs> he no, got but, absolutely <laughs> grappled just on the ground for three rounds there. Sorry yeah. about that, lads. No, Brad's looked, Brad, Brad's looked decent, and I, I would expect him to, to get the win. And he, of course, was helping Brian Moore. The two of those yeah. guys with him working together, priming yeah, themselves for the same weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron, and I saw Nikolai in there with them as well. Grazia. That sort of reminds me of the water boy. Watch. Bobby Boucher. <laughs> <laughs> but he's well, good, like, he's been impressive. So uh, we have Mirab, who's actually from Georgia, which is on an intersection between Ural Asia and Eastern Europe, so we'll take him. Uh, but Brad's kind of got his foot in the old European waters as well with SPG. But we have Sergei Spivak who takes on Walt Harris. He's making his debut. He's a WWFC champion. That's the, WWF is like, what? That's the same, pro, that's the same promotion that uh, Ireland's Blaine O'Driscoll won a title with oh, that's recently. that's right, yeah. Um, Kiev. Yeah, so that's a, Walt Harris, like, straight in there. No I think, we should go, I think we should actually go to Kiev for a fight sometime. You know what? Get a bit of chicken, Kiev. You know, you know how much a point is in Kiev? Go. 
70 cent on draft. 70 cent, Peter. Jesus. And 90 cent, apparently, uh, for a bag of cans. Wow. Like, imagine that. Like, we get arrested. Oh, yeah. That's be, a given. <laughs> it would we, be a bad We just bribed them. <laughs> also, in the European interest in the prelims, we have Neymar's bodyguard, Nordin Talib. Where was he Is when Nordin he was throwing digs at the weekend, huh? Against uh, Kyle uh, Probolic of Canada so uh, that's that's really all of our European interest there is for the car- really is he not Canadian now or what's the crack no he's French he's not made his mind up no I'm taking him um, we'll take him any other fights there you're really looking forward to Macy Chasson looking forward to seeing her back in there um, that's a tough fight against Morose um, yeah Cheesecake um, so that's yeah that's an interesting fight you would from what I've seen from Macy um, really improved in her last outing obviously um, from winning the Ultimate Fighter, it looked really, really good against Gina Manzani. Absolutely, you know, sparked poor Gina out badly in that one. Um, changed the weight class as well. This is a, a potential uh, contender we have here, so I'm expecting her to to, to take this one with ease. We'll see. Yeah, uh, Eamon Zahabi returned to action as well. He takes on Vince Morales, right. uh, brother of Faraz Zahabi, the celebrated coach, Troy Star head coach. Um, Arjun Bullar as well on the card against Juan Adams, the first man to wear a turban to the the octagon, as we know. Um, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a fair few decent fights there. I'm not jumping up and down right. about it for Sunday night. Right. I, I'm not really either. No. But I'll tell you I like the main event a lot. The main is a class fight, right? Right. But that I think fight does have significant permutations. Oh yeah, the, the very top. That fight. Oh yeah, yeah, it does. You know, you you've a potential opponent there for Conor McGregor or Tony Ferguson. Yes, and I think that's the way. You know, if Dustin does get this fight, which you listen, I won't believe Dustin's getting that fight for two, weeks, fight, two weeks in the octagon. In the octagon. Um, you, you've two opponents there waiting for something to happen. And I think, you know, that the way the division's panning out, and it's been such a shame, the division, over the last number of years, we haven't seen so many of the fights we've all wanted and dreamed about seeing, which has been such a shame, that now I think is really the time for this to happen, or it's, you know, it's shit I got off the pot, really, for a lot of these guys. Yeah, no, I think you're right, and, and you're right with the permutations, like, and I mean, that makes a lot of sense, and I'm sure the guys know themselves that they're going in there to... um to claim a spot yeah. against one of these guys because 155 is all over the place. It's mad. It needs to sort the... F- like the, the, the literally, it's like the top of the division was in hell for six years. Like literally, with the fights that we could have seen that we haven't seen. Yeah. It's a crying fucking shame. It really and, is. and you're right in the way that it kind of feels like it's going to happen again a few times. It does. Of course <laughs> yeah, yeah. it does. Like, you know, we look at, you know, Dustin and, and, and Diaz last year. Yeah, no, absolutely. Fell out, so... Right, well, um, to look forward to the weekend, we spoke to the one of the greatest kickboxers of all time, Mr. Raymond Daniels. Uh, we got some time with him on his birthday as well, so, I mean, I feel extra bad for that. But, um, yeah, we'll see in about 10 minutes to uh, wrap this baby up. MMAfighting.com, and I am joined by the greatest of all time, uh, one of the greatest kickboxers ever, and a man who will make his Bellator MMA debut this weekend, Mr. Raymond Daniels. Raymond, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I can't complain, brother. It's, uh, it's actually my birthday and fight week, uh, first day of fight week. So, you know, I'm out here chilling with some, uh, some great friends and my fiance. So, uh, blessed, blessed. Congratulations. I didn't realize it was your birthday. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It happened to be my birthday. I didn't really get to celebrate like I would normally do, but I figured I might as well celebrate it this Saturday. Yeah. Uh, in a big way. 
you know (laughs) (laughs) and we're all looking very much to see that there i mean the the first time i spoke to you uh raymond i believe it was when you were in training camp with rory mcdonald ahead of the wonder boy fight and at that time you told me you know you had already signed for bellator kickboxing but you said at the time you know if the right opportunity presents itself you might like to test yourself in mma again but could you explain to us how this came together Um, you know, it, it, it kind of came together as like my my evolution, evolution to my to my fighting, me growing as a fighter and as a person. Um, you know, uh, I I don't like to to look forward and until a film until I accomplish what my goal is and until I uh, uh, finish and follow through with what I what I had planned on accomplishing. And when I spoke to you then, I wasn't uh, the kickboxing champion at the time. And then so uh, now I've accomplished that. I've defended my title. Um, and now the opportunity has presented itself for me to be able to go and, uh, and, and challenge myself and kind of, kind of correct, uh, a past, uh, um, uh, error that went wrong, so to speak in life with my last kick, uh, MMA event when I first, uh, fought in strike force all those, uh, that decade or so ago. So, you know, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to get back in there and mixing it up. Um, and now that I've accomplished and won that Bellator kickboxing title, you know, it's, uh, it's time for me to look towards the MMA one now. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, how different does this feel compared to your MMA debut? I believe it was in 2008. How, how different do you feel in terms of your all-round game compared to then? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I was a young. I was, I was young. I was 27, which is older, but you're still younger in life. Um, so I... Uh, I feel a, a total different experience, a total different mindset as far as, uh, you know, when you're a little bit older, you're able to reflect on life and, and understand what you did and didn't do in order to prepare yourself correctly. Um, and when I did that all those years ago, I didn't prepare myself honestly at all. I was a young fighter. I was an undefeated kickboxer. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm knocking everyone out that I fight. I'm knocking them out within seconds. I'm like, I'll just go in this MMA ring and knock this person out, too. <laughs> you know, that was uh, that was my mindset as a young man. And when I think sometimes when you're undefeated, uh, you know, and you, if you don't have anybody to, to steer you or guide you in the correct direction, it can be one of the uh, – it can be it can be what happened to me. You know what I mean? And uh, so I think that was, a, honestly, a blessing in disguise, even though I didn't recognize it at the time. Um, so now I've, I've actually prepared myself with the wrestling. I've actually prepared myself with uh, the MMA, and I feel I've even, at this time, from where I was then, have matured so much as a stand-up fighter. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to go out there. I've actually been looking forward to this uh, for quite some time, and uh, now the time has actually come for me to, I guess, it'd be, allow me to reintroduce myself. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, how, how did to the you... MMA world, at least. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and how did you prepare for this? I mean, were you using... Um... Uh, a lot of different facilities, a lot of different gyms, different training partners. Um, how did you go about it? Yeah, I've, I've, I've got a chance to use a, a whole bunch of different uh, training partners. Uh, I'm very fortunate and blessed to uh, have had the success that I've had in my in my my stand up fighting. So I've uh, I've gotten the opportunity to meet and link up with people as like GSP, Roy McDonald. Uh, I got I got Sage. I got Kit Dale. I got uh, Joe Murphy, my classic team with Joe Murphy and Tyler. Got my boxing coach, Ramon Espada. And so I've, I've had a whole bunch of different um, people that have, uh, have, have have come through for me. You know, I've, I've come through for a lot of them. 
um, you know, during their times of need or whatever the case is. And, and so they were, they've all been, uh, been more than happy to come and, uh, and help me out and, uh, and give back to me. So, uh, it's been actually a great experience. And I think the reason why I never really wanted to do it before is because I didn't really enjoy the, the wrestling and the, and the, uh, the grappling. I didn't, I, I wasn't enjoying that side of it. That's why I always stayed in my lane with the kickboxing. But I think as I've gotten older, I've matured a little bit differently and, and now I'm starting to enjoy that that grind of that wrestling and of that uh, that jujitsu. So I've gotten to train with some amazing people um, that have helped me uh, help. They've given me the skills that I need to take on this level. And then I'm looking forward to getting more skills in order to you know take on that next level. So you know what I mean? Yeah, you got to crawl before you walk, and and that's also with experience, like in life. You know. Uh, when I first fought that first MMA fight, I fought somebody had like 16 MMA fights on my first debut of the MMA fight. Yeah. That is being young and not understanding that you got to crawl before you walk. You got to walk <laughs> before you run and you got to run before you can fly. Um, so, so yeah, so, uh, I, I, like I said, I've trained with some great people for this camp. Uh, and, uh, I'm looking forward to going out and being able to use it and implement the skills that they've, uh, they get, they blessed me with. How comfortable do you feel with grappling now? Is like I mean, it's such a different thing to striking, right? It's a completely different skill set. How comfortable do you feel now with that? Oh man, it's I don't I don't think that anybody can ever feel comfortable to be honest with <laughs> grappling. From what I've understood about grappling, from what I've learned about grappling, there is there is no comfort zone. I've had an opportunity to train with, uh, like I said, I train with like Kit Dale. I've trained with Ryan Hall. Uh, I've trained with Sean Strickland. Brilliant training partners. It is so crazy because, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, with, yeah, those are some of my training partners. It's like, um, the crazy thing about like about it is, is everybody has, like with kickboxing or boxing, um, you know, everybody has a certain tool set uh, that they can come at you with. And I understand this tool set, front, back, inside out, up, down, left, right. You, it doesn't matter which direction you come or throw it at me. We're on our feet and I understand it. With the whole like uh, grappling aspect of it is such a different, different sport because everyone has a different. They can they can translate it in a different way. When you look at jujitsu, if you just look on YouTube or on Instagram, everybody's coming out with brand new technique, brand new guard, brand new defenses, brand new ways to submit you. So, uh, you know, I think it's such a, a crazy game. So I don't think there's ever and will ever be a Necessarily, I would say a comfort level that I would have there. I'm all, I'm, I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. Is, is I guess how I kind of how I kind of look at it and how I'm taking the jujitsu. I've been working more on my I would say anti jujitsu <laughs> because <laughs> I think there's so many ways to, to to you know what I mean. There's so many ways to skin a cat with jujitsu. It's just like it's it's ridiculous at how many different ways and tools that people have. I think it's amazing, and and that's why I said now I'm I'm able to enjoy and understand the beauty of of that and of wrestling as well. And then just the grind in wrestling of what it takes in order to continuously push at that pace. Mm. And I know you had an opponent change. Uh, you take on Wilker Barros now, compared, and I believe your first opponent was John Duran. Does that change anything for you, or was this more of a kind of a, um, you were kind of more focusing on yourself ahead of this one? Yeah, I, I mean, Honestly, I, I'm focusing on on me more than more than opponent. Opponent has two hands, two feet. They're, you know, so I I usually I usually don't worry about my opponent. I allow my coaches to do that. I mean, the the main thing that that did change for me is uh, Durant was a, a softball at, like myself. So I was excited because 
Uh, I actually have a lot of experience fighting southpaws, but I haven't had an opportunity in any of my full contact fights to actually fight a southpaw. So I was uh, excited to be able to uh, unleash my southpaw tool set, so to speak. Um, you know, and then uh, it changed to Burroughs, and, uh, you know, now it's just an adjustment. He's an orthodox fighter, so now my skill set changes. So my fight is based sometimes off of what stance my opponent's in. A lot of times, me, I, I can switch my stances back and forth. Um, but I, I'm, I'm really focusing on, on myself more than my opponent because there's a, a lot, a big learning curve uh, for me with the wrestling and with the jiu-jitsu, you know. So, so I've been really focusing on uh, on developing uh, those skill sets. So therefore, I mean, I, I never overlook an opponent, but uh, I plan on rising uh, to the top. Um, so, you know, it's one fight at a time. Uh, this is the first step towards uh, my ultimate goal of uh, being the, the greatest of all time, God of all things, which I always like to call myself the GOAT. So that's, uh, this is just that one step towards that. I have to say, look, I'm very excited about this. I've been watching your kickboxing fights for a long, long time, and I think you're one of the most spectacular strikers, one of the most spectacular showmen in all of combat sports. I mean, do you feel like, you must feel like you're bringing something new to uh, Bellator here, its MMA portion, with this uh, with this um, very unique style you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a high-risk, high-reward type of guy when I fight. You know, not a lot of people are, are willing to, to go out and do and risk uh, by doing the techniques that I do when I fight. And I think that the reason that is is just uh, they don't take the time to, to practice and understand those techniques. I've, I've done it for over three decades now, you know. So uh, a lot of the stuff that I do is kind of like second nature to me. It's kind of like throwing a jab, um, you know. It's very, very basic. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm really excited because I know that uh, – you know, the MMA world hasn't really kind of seen uh, necessarily my style uh, of fighting before with the, with the flash, with the showmanship. Um, you know, uh, I know there's there's fighters out there that fight uh, similar uh, to my style, you know what I mean, as far as like uh, Mike Page or uh, Wonder Boy or Pettis or even Connor, um, you know what I mean? But mm. I don't think, uh, uh, and I don't take anything away from any of those guys because I'm a huge fan of all of them. Um, but I, I have a different uh, style and skill set, speed than even all of them, uh, than all of they do. So, so I'm excited to see if uh, I can go out and uh, do what I do in kickboxing and implement that into the the MMA world on a high level. You know, so uh, yeah, it's it's really exciting time for me. I'm gonna be honest. It's, uh, I've uh, prepared for this fight harder than I've prepared for any of my fights ever in the past. I guess uh, your next fight is always your most important fight. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've prepared for this one, uh, uh, in a way that has never, I've never done before. So I'm excited to, to go out and, and, uh, reap the fruits of my labor. Absolutely. And I mean, do you see this as, as a, a bit more of an experiment? Is this, is this a chance for you to test yourself in MMA and, you know, be fully invested in that? Or, or do you feel like you're going to defend your, your Bellator kickboxing title as well? Um, or how do you see it? Like what, what's your plan here? Or is it all depending on what happens on Saturday? Oh, that's a, that. Oh no, that's an awesome question. I mean, I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I mean, I could have rolled off into the sunset with my Bellator kickboxing title and uh, not risked anything on going into the the MMA world because I feel when it comes to stand up fighting, there's not a lot of people that can actually deal with what it is that I do. You know, it's uh, 
they have to more try and figure out me than me figure out them uh, just because that's that's my forte um so but for me it's about stepping outside my comfort zone it's about continuing to challenge myself and i at the end of the day you don't want to have any regrets in life um so uh, i'm doing it because i want to do it because i enjoy it because i want to challenge myself because it makes me uncomfortable and i like to be comfortable being uncomfortable uh, if that makes any sense. Um, but no, I, I don't look forward to, uh, as far as leaving the kickboxing behind, I look forward to still maintaining my kickboxing world title and uh, rising to the top and becoming what I like to call the champ champ. My version of the champ champ is the kickboxing champ and the MMA champ. And I think it would be nice to have uh, belts from uh, multiple, multiple sports on, on my uh, shoulders. And then uh, I figure I, after I win the MMA belt and I have the kickboxing belt, I'll just call out whoever the boxing champ is and go for the hat trick and be the champ, <laughs> champ, champ. <laughs> yes, yes. I love it. I love it. And I can't wait to see it, Raymond. And, and thank you so much for joining us today, especially on your birthday <laughs> of all days. I mean, wow. They're really putting some rigorous uh, press oh, yeah, no, forward for you. Yeah, yeah, no problem at all, man. It's my pleasure. You know, I'm just uh, kind of relaxed, maxing, relaxing, and uh, the accumulation of my birthday is actually going to be uh, this weekend uh, as I uh, finish this fight um, in a spectacular fashion. So that's going to be me blowing out my candles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Raymond, thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to the fight. All the best. And thank you very much to Raymond Daniels. Uh, great to speak to him again. It's a long time since I spoke to Raymond. Legend. Uh, he didn't remember that, me, let's be honest. Who but was? Uh, Yeah, <laughs> I'm not very memorable. But, um, yeah, um, a long old episode this week. This is a record. Is this the first time we've had four interviews on the show? Yeah. This is the launch of Apple and Spotify. Too uh, many. You're situation. born as fuck out of our listeners. <laughs> That's they'll just you, all, mate. They'll unsubscribe now. Ah, uh, here we can't. But you need to be nice and put in nice comments and subscribe and all that nice oh, stuff that's it. to yeah, that. Yeah, you thing. have to subscribe, share, retweet. after all your belly aching, like all the people getting onto yeah. us. We've got it now. They have to share the fucking focus. comment on it. Every person who wanted it on iTunes has to comment, has to subscribe, has to like. Or you're getting a virtual has speed. Oh, give these two guys um, millions and millions of euro. All that um, stuff. All that shit. You know what I mean? Like we're two gods free, here for God's free sake. Free drinks when we go out. All that shit. A hundred percent. Um thirsty i'm very thirsty tonight i feel angry <laughs> i swear to god well look um these things happen now um so united have definitely lost fourth place now um oh. it, is that fair enough to say yeah no it's yeah it's very disappointing very depressing um yeah no i think it is unless listen top four has been mental the last few weeks but i think that was the, the final nail the final push i think even if they win the two now still i think chelsea are going to do enough to get that fourth spot so no Next year, it's tough. Uh, you're up to date with Game of Thrones. You weren't last week, and I'm not loving it. No, you're I'm one not, of the only people I've heard saying that. I'm not loving it. I think it's I have to go and watch the latest too episode. Long outdated. Too many fight scenes. Like, ugh, just same old rubbish. Jesus, Game of Thrones. Game of Moans with you talking about it. It is indeed. <laughs> but um, are you going to watch the fights this weekend? Are you going to have to catch up with them again? I'm working again Saturday night. Oh, so, lovely. Uh, I'll get the main event in anyway. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I got the main event in anyway. Yeah, yeah that's, oh, that's Sunday night. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's true. No, I'll get to watch all of them. Well, there you are. Like I can so. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to be fresh then for the next day when we're recording this. But um, other yeah. than that, all good. Um, I was at a wedding there last weekend. I was. Oh, I forgot about your wedding. How was your wedding? 
Yeah, it was really good. It was actually brilliant. It was my mate, uh, Catherine Hansborough. She's getting married. Um, went to college with her. She's a great girl, uh, a legend. And she was, uh, she, she wedding. Ha- the the marriage hasn't changed her at all. She was on a mad one. Um, I went to bed early because I had a five hour drive home the next day. But uh, the MMA fighting team, um, got me to call into a meeting at just the right time when I was um, had a skin full in me, Noel. Lovely. And I started telling all types of stories and then eventually, thank God, my signal went somehow and I got crashed out. We've that, all, we've all, we've all... Uh, attended work meetings, sauced. Yeah. <laughs> or being on national airwaves, sauced. Yeah. We've definitely done that. Yeah. But uh, these things happen, but it was a great time. Um, I got to lend to my dad's car because I didn't trust the Lions car going down there. <laughs> it feels amazing. Where was it on? Mayo. All right, lovely. Yeah. The old man was in a wedding on Mayo as well. Was he? Yeah, it wasn't that though. Westport? No, just right. no, no. Foxford. Could have given me a, a shout. We would have went for a few points. Oh, no, <laughs> 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 no, no. I was, uh, yeah, no. I had a, I had a few on Friday night. That was it. Now nothing, nothing, nothing spectacularly mad. I saw John Elliott slapped you in the face on Instagram. I slapped him in the face. I saw that. There was and, slaps. Uh, I bought a new camera. Uh, Look how exciting our lives are. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Trying to better myself by buying a fucking camera. Um, <laughs> That's all for nudes. Like, you just, <laughs> then you instantly regret it after. Just go, they could have been 1,200 pints instead of 1,200 fucking pounds. <laughs> so, ah, oh, sure, listen. It's, it's done now. Sure, what can I fucking do? But Lee, I'm getting an iPhone as well tomorrow. So I didn't upgrade you, which was a nice play. I think he's surprise. out there himself out in front of a bus by the yeah. <laughs> So I got, a, got a claim off double bus. I got a. I checked my phone last night. My three online and whoever my my cell phone. Your was, cell phone yeah, provider. My cell phone provider, and uh, I was doing upgrades two years ago since I left. Sure, I did. Someone ever had a story? I was out out up north shooting a video for a GAA player, and we stopped off in the garage, right? And I we stopped off to get food. So it's a shame the fellas with went into the, the petrol station it was the, the night remember the snowstorms we had here last oh, January oh yeah Jesus and I had the phone like four or five weeks whatever and I put the phone I was looking for an SD card I dropped, so I sort of opened the door of the car and I put the phone on top of the car I was like fuck 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 whatever. where's it where's it and I finally got oh grand got back in the car Shane jumps in we drive off down the motorway I hear phone dropped off the top of the roof I'd left on the top of the roof on the motorway just, oh my yeah, God. couldn't even see. It was pitch black dark. Look back about a half an hour, and I just got the phone about two months. So I had, to, I had another iPhone crappy 5S lying around. So I'm getting a seven for free. It's grand. Well, there you go. You know, look. That's it. It's always darkest before the dawn, as they say. Now um, it's been a long fucking dawn. It's been a long day. Um, so we'll leave you there. We did lots of work for you this week. We got it on Bleeding Spotify. We got it on Bleeding iTunes. Start subscribing and saying nice things about us. And if we aren't, we're going to be very angry next week. I mean, if they aren't, if they aren't there. Sure yeah, look, uh, yes, you're virtual headbutts. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's one. That's just the taste. I'll uh, give, give you one as well. There All right, see that? There you go. <laughs> Loafed from every angle. I'll talk to you later. All the best. Love you. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. 
Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.